Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Hi, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, hey Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotto What's going on, man? Nothing much, um... I talked in our group chat about what I wanted to start the show with. Are you really going to start the show with this? <laughs> it would only be on brand. I have just discovered uh, of yes. this oh, phenomenon. Oh, Christopher Columbus ass. Go ahead. You know, um, ahead. so apparently, you know, I was listening to uh Bomani Jones uh, podcast and he had, I believe it was Joel Anderson on there and they were talking about, you know, the theory that Babe Ruth, yes, Babe Herman, or I think it's Herman. It is Herman. Ruth. It is Herman. Yeah, Babe Her- Herman Ruth was a black man. Yes, yes. George Herman Ruth being, uh, people saying may have been, uh, passing as white has been a long heard theory that I've known of since before I may have even have ne- known you. So, like, <laughs> the fact that this is now just getting to you is like, that's awfully surprising. <laughs> so, I was, I, I'm glad that I know where it came from because at first I was like, why is he now just fi- fi- hearing about this now? What's going on? But all yeah. right, okay. So I immediately I started hopping uh, on the uh, on the internet and I found several things that seem to corroborate this um, theory. So apparently Ty Cobb had made several racial remarks towards the babe. And if the babe was a regular white man, I don't believe that would have happened. He he seemed to have a nickname for uh, Mr. Ruth based on his facial features. Yeah, okay, I didn't know about that until you posted it this weekend, but yeah, Ty Cobb was that big of a bigot, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, so, uh, Babe Ruth, uh, so if he's ours, uh, that means, <laughs> oh my y'all, God. you know, uh, y'all, y'all try to take Barry Bonds away, <laughs> but little did you know, we already ran the sport. Oh my God. 
Yes, us. <laughs> I, I'm just shocked by this, Jazz. Like, like, why, why didn't you tell me this? I figured we are. Look, it's all hearsay. There's no real way to know. Um, it it doesn't really change anything now. Like, I, I guess I, I missed the meeting. The, you know, the secret black meetings. Like, I that that uh, one skipped over. Yeah. I guess I missed the day. Yeah, you didn't get CC'd in on that one on the on the group email chain. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know. Um, yeah, what, what the hell? So, you know, uh, you know, what's up, what's up to, to my bro, uh, babe? Oh my God. I can't wait till we find out like that babe, <laughs> that babe that even if he was passing as black or not, or passing as white or not, was still not like rock with us in public. Like, I can't wait till that comes. <laughs> like, it doesn't, this shit don't matter if he was black or not. They thought he was white. I guarantee but, you he acted as, as accordingly and nothing changed. So, I, whatever. Said this man used to be out there getting caught up in Harlem, hanging out with, with the black folks, cruising around with the women, you know, and he he was out there in them streets yeah, operating. Well, I mean, there, there are plenty of bigots that, that will fuck us. That's not, oh, that's not, oh, that's yeah. not a thing. Like, yeah, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> So that's nothing new. You how know. you think? How you think we got all these light skinned people out here? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, well, yeah, man. Uh, Thirty years. You thought Jackie Robinson was the first? No, sir. Like stupid. Oh. Babe Ruth Ben b- broke the color line. <laughs> the floor is yours. If you got, I, I, you I was amazed. I, I, I was amazed at this. I I just wonder how it took this long to get to me. Uh, you know, in my uh, 31 years of living. So, I, I, I'm kind of shocked, man. I don't know, man. I guess he was hiding it from me. They, they just don't... It's a, it's a secret they didn't want to admit, you know. M- much like, you know, Steve Wonder not, <laughs> you know, not being able to see, which is a joke, because we know Stevie is not blind. Oh, boy. Babe Ruth is black. Have we ever talked about Stevie ain't blind on, on air? I don't, not for a while. Oh, it's been that long. You may as well do it again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. You, all you got to do is follow the story of Stevie Wonder of his rise to fame. How he was had the story is that he was blind um, as a as a baby, and then he starts describing things and lyrics in his songs that are incongruent with that story. You hear anecdotal stuff from time to time, like Shaka Khan just saying he ain't blind. Um, Daryl Dawkins saying that the person that gave him the nickname Chocolate Thunder was Stevie Wonder. Um, stories like Shaq walking into the, the Beverly Hotel in Los Angeles and Stevie walks in and says, oh, hey, Shaq. Um, Amazing. The fact that Stevie, you ain't never seen him involved with no unattractive woman ever. Um, some of the uh, trends of his choice of clothing being remarkably similar through the decades. You know, him being courtside at NBA games. There's there's a lot of stuff. Him there. being a there's photographer. A yeah, that's right. He wanted to be a photographer for for uh, TMZ. I forgot about that one. That you can you can look that up. That's not so, some shit we made up. That's so, true. So on his song "Boogie on Reggae right. Woman," the right. opening bar on the song is "I like to see you, Boogie." You like to what, Stevie? You see, 
Yeah, there's also the part where he talks about colors and in, 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 uh, later on in that song, which is like, how we even, how can you even describe a color when you've been blind since you were an infant? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then seen... you throw in the Barry Gordy part where Barry Gordy, um, <laughs> he was, he, 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 he's infamous for, or not infamous, but notorious for having, when he had Michael Jackson as a kid, had Michael Jackson shave off either a year or two off his age to make him seem even more of a prodigy than he already was. Correct. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, you know, so like, why wouldn't he? What will be the problem with him lying about someone like Stevie Wonder? Yeah, I. There's plenty of stuff. There's plenty of stuff. Look, I, I've seen a picture with Stevie Wonder at the wheel of a car before. <laughs> I've seen it, Stevie Wonder advertisement for Atari. <laughs> unbelievable. <Back in> the <laughs> you know, uh, Donald Glover gave a statement once. He said that Stevie Wonder has watched Atlanta. Stupid. Can we move on? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, let's just listen to, to what Shaq had to say about it. It's the true story. It's a true story. It's a true story. So, according to Shaq, we live in the building on Wilshire. So you park your car in the valet down there. So I'm already in the building. I'm coming through the lobby. Door open. This TV wonder. He comes in, says, what's up, Shaq? <laughs> Presses the button. Oh, it's true story. Presses the button, gets off on the floor, bounce up, goes to his room. I went and called every person I knew in Tony Turner. No, bro, he got on the other thing. He's like, what's up, Shaq? How you doing, big dog? You know what I mean? Yes, he did. Yep. What's your bullet boy? Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's the story. He's sticking out. I'm telling you what I did. Shaq is an officer of the law, James. I have to take Shaq at what he says. <laughs> okay, so I got the story wrong about Shaq. It wasn't the Beverly; it was actually off Wilshire. But okay, yeah. Effectively, the the location doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. bunch of stuff like that. There's also the one where um, he was doing something with Paul McCartney, and at the end, Paul McCartney knocks over a microphone in front of a live audience, and Stevie catches the fucking microphone. That's yes, YouTube. I remember that. that. Yep. I, I, there's video of that. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. Like I'm not saying for sure that Stevie can in fact see you. All I'm saying is I'm not ready to, I'm not okay with just being like, oh yeah, he's definitely blind. That's that's a, that's it. That's it. You know. This you know, you made the choice. You yeah, know. You decide. You know. But Anyway, um, <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, so, had, had to do some laughing. So, you know. All right. So, this weekend wasn't as loaded as it was going to be. Uh, Stardom Thank got. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Stardom got uh, as closed down for the rest of the month. Uh, they had a second COVID positive test and they're not playing any games with it. So they're shutting down until they resume at the beginning of September. I think it would be the ninth. I'm sorry, the fifth of September. So, um, those two weekend shows that would have been gigantic. Those were moved aside. So that freed up some stuff for, for your boy personally. Um, but as far as America goes, um, I'm, and I'm sure I'll check out the Brev Pro show uh, that was over the weekend too, with the Jamie Hayter versus uh, Giselle Shaw match in the um, top two top, top two champions in Rev Pro in the tag match. So I'll, I'll check that out later. But I watched three shows: SummerSlam, Takeover 30, and Saturday Night Dynamite. And I gotta say, 
Um, I can't remember the last time I saw three wrestling shows where I left all three of them saying, like, based on expectations, they did, they all succeeded. Um, because I thought, you know, given the trend of SummerSlam we've had and how much I've loved SummerSlam, and that's my favorite WWE pay-per-view, um, ever, the last few ones have always been half good shows. I felt like this was a mostly good show. There's obviously brain rot on it with some of the booking decisions or some of the finishes at play, but the, the wrestling was very good. And most of the matches that we thought could come through mostly came through, uh, take over. It was better than the last takeover, which still makes you feel like that's it. But I still think it's not as good as what we had saw for, from 2016 to the, to, uh, the pandemic hitting, but yeah. it was still a very good show. Um, and Dynamite, while the wrestling wasn't necessarily great, I felt like the things that weren't matches were so good, and I liked so much that I I came away with, you know, um, feeling like I saw three, not, not necessarily any matches I would recommend, but three matches that I enjoyed, and then the, uh, the, uh, the promo work and the angles that were shot and the things that were set up, um, I really all thought were positive directions for AEW. And yeah, I, I went fucking nuts at, at the uh, the final angle. Uh, mm-hmm. AW, yeah, I thought uh, it was well done, very well, done. <laughs> very well done, very well done. So, um, what were your thoughts over the weekend? Uh, yeah, so like, pretty much like you, like it was, I was like, man, there's a lot of wrestling to watch. So like, I was you know in and out of town, um, going back and forth from working with Swerve, and mm-hmm. um, it was uh, you know trying to get home. I got home in time for Dynamite. Uh, I thought it was an excellent show. Like just up and down, it was fucking awesome. Takeover, I watched it the next morning. Uh, thought it was okay. I thought it was, you know, there was a couple uh, uh, matches, you know. I actually, you know, I thought it was okay. Like so, mm-hmm. um, but SummerSlam was largely like in a shockingly like competent right show, right? <laughs> For a lot right. of it, it was like. Even the stuff like they did like small things to make things make sense. Right. They they um you know like Sonya and Mandy for example like they came out and like took the shit seriously and like mm-hmm. you kind of bought into it. And, right. And uh, they actually tried to wrestle. They didn't go out there and try to do like nonsense. Obviously, you know, there's a hardcore element to it, but like they didn't do any of like the nonsense they do in some of these matches with some of the girls they don't think can go at the level. Um. So I appreciated that too. Um. Also, uh, you know, Roman Reigns' return. Yes, I uh, really like seeing uh, the big dog come back. Yes, new teeth. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, I, I'm. You know, uh, on the uh, Joe Budden show, they right. made lots of teeth jokes. Uh, yes. You know that were very funny. Um. Uh, so hit us with your best uh Joe uh Roman Reigns teeth jokes uh in the Discord. Um. But. Uh, I think overall, like it was, you know, there's a couple things you can nitpick on the show if you want to, Mm -hmm. but I think this has smoked everything they've done since like the Royal Rumble. I was going to say Survivor Series. Either one, yeah, yeah. uh, Because I'm trying to think, what was on Royal Rumble? What were like? I know, I know. You know, it depends on how you feel about Brock like overrunning the uh, the Royal Rumble men's side, but a lot of people love that. Think it's one of the best Royal Rumbles ever. Um, the women's, um, I, I, you know, that them doing, putting Charlotte over instead of Bianca or Shane is just, 
mind-boggling stupid, but, uh, uh, let's see. What was it? Oscar and Becky. That's right. Yep. Yep. Which was Uh, matching your contender of the main roster for the longest. Uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think that was a good show. I think this was a better show, but this wasn't as good as, uh, Survivor Series, but still, it was like, Daniel Bryan and the Fiend. That's right. Yes, one of the rare, one of the rare, like, good strap matches you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would say, like, at least, you know, obviously, WrestleMania was too nice, should have been too nice, all the nonsense with, um, you know, the non, or the nonsense of scrambling and trying to do it in the studio, like, it definitely hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, so. I just saw Shayna Baszler from her knees give Nia Jax a snapmare on the floor. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a really, I thought it was a good show. Um, you know, there's stuff on it that's gonna bother you because it's WWE, but like this, this is one of those shows where you gotta be like, I'm watching Raw right now, right? It's one of those shows where you're like. It seems like they have their idea on where they're going to go. Let's see where they are three weeks from now. <laughs> I'm not fooled, so. Right. <laughs> like, look, do more than one of these in a row. Like, <laughs> Right, right, right. And luckily, they'll get the opportunity this weekend. Yes. <laughs> as they try to oversaturate the pay-per-view can market. Somebody, can somebody explain to me, like, the last two years where they'll have a pay-per-view on a week apart or two weeks apart. Like, I think they're trying to fit something inside of a quarter or something. But my thing is this one don't make no sense. Cause like, obviously, you know, some of these are like, all right, well we can't get the building that we want to work until this week or there's something in the schedule that that makes us, you know, want to avoid certain weeks. Given that we're in the middle of the pandemic and y'all are working out of a building and y'all basically have the rent on for months at a time, or you actually own who is putting these? Who is putting these these restrictions on you to make you do this? You don't, and you can't tell me it's pay per view provider because you don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, the only thing I can think of is they're trying to fit something inside of like a quarter. Um, well, like, like yeah, we need, yeah, like we need like X, the, uh, X amount of shows during this. Quarter? I get you. Yeah, that. all right. That's the only thing I can think of. Oh my god. Okay, so remember Kevin Owens put over that they're going to do. Alistair Black on the KO show. No. Oh, yo, he plugged it when he was out there to, for I can't forgot which match he was out there for. The but, tag match. Yeah, yeah. So he said, "I'm going to have Alistair Black." So he walked backstage and he saw a he sees a door that's open and there's no light coming out of it. So he, I have obviously I have it on me. I don't know what he said. So he starts talking to the door because apparently that's supposed to be Alistair Black. Wow, that's that's where that's where he be. Long form storytelling. He just went to a mop closet and talked into it. Yikes! All right. Um. So I guess let's take it from the. You want to go in order or um, like start with Dynamite, then do Takeover, then SummerSlam? No, I'm not going to do that way. I'm not going to. I'm going to end it on. I'm going to good. No, I'm going to go for SummerSlam, SmackDown, and AEW, uh, or not SmackDown, but uh, Takeover. Uh, okay, so first match on the card, or do you have some objection to that? Um, nah, that's cool. Okay, so um, 
show starts off with SmackDown Women's Title Match: Bailey versus Oscar. Um, I really enjoyed the match. It played off of the it played off of the matches that they've been having, whether it's in tags when Kyrie was around or with them in general. Um, and to be honest, like this felt a lot like um the Sasha lay layout of matches where like there's a there's a high spot someone is causing a submission and then we go from there and that's like the 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 crescendo like the high peak of the match um and it was interesting seeing that because it's like you know it would make sense that if they've been these best friends for so long and everything that like uh, given that kind of the narrative that Samoa Joe has set for Sasha in her matches about how it's like she's this great submission specialist that sets traps in her matches or whatever else and then it works very well when you watch her with someone really good like Kyrie or Asuka uh, how like you know her matches always end up you know going to oh my god there's a submission someone will make the ropes or someone or this is the end you know you're coming you're, you're upon the, 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 the peak of the match but um yeah, I thought it was really. I thought it was a really good match. Like I say, they work very well together. They always have for, for what four years now, five years going now. I think between those those two, um, you know, you end up with the, the finish where tracksuit Sasha ends up on the on the uh, apron. Um, you get hip attack. Sasha makes sacrifice for a friend. Her friend then ends up getting the uh, the the um, the near fall. There's another attempt. Um, clears out Sasha again. She ends up getting rolled in through the rolls for a like some version of a schoolboy. Um, and and pinned. I thought it was a good match. Uh, probably I probably give it three and a half. Yeah, that's what I give it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I you know I'm just like man. I knew there was gonna be bullshit somewhere, right. but so um, you know whatever. Like you know they could have did a longer, better match if they wanted to, but uh, in service of what they're trying to do, that's what they did. And you know, Oscar has to lose before she wins the belt, and, right? But they uh, always okay. So Owen, I'm sorry, uh, Brett against Owen, and then under, and then Yokozuna in WrestleMania 10, right? Um, what we thought we were going to get at Royal Rumble 2014, <laughs> but Daniel Bryan just was not in the fucking match, right? Uh, Becky, Becky at uh, Becky at uh, Royal Rumble, right? Um, 2019, um, and then also, um, at the pay per view immediately after when she did double duty defending both belts against uh, Lacey and then Charlotte. Like they have this thing to where like we put somebody in two matches, they lose the first one, and then they'll win the second one. Like that's like a I don't know if it's I'm if I'm just have a I have obviously I have a way better memory than they do, but that seems to be a kind of a a, a thing they do that they do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't think it was anything special, but you know they were doing storyline gimmickry, of course, with like, these combination of these three women. Um, so I guess after that, we had that tag match: um, Andrade and Garza against Street Profits. This is a raw match. Um, yeah, you know nothing like, really I special thought, here. Yeah, two things I noticed is that like Andrade still out here trying super hard. Which is like God bless him. Just God bless him. He's still like, he's like super hard. Man, I would have um, been started mailing that shit in if <laughs> well, I was him. Yeah, to be honest, like obviously it's a huge experience difference between both teams, but 
Andrade was still trying super hard, and like all four of them were trying hard, but it's like it's like yo, it's a difference when you know how how talented Andrade is. Where he's like he's one of the five best people wrestling on this continent. That's from this continent, and it's like <laughs> and he's trying so hard. Uh, and then one another thing I noticed is like uh, Garza. Garza might have Garza's like physique has improved a bit. I don't know what that was. Like he it was, it's not like he ever had a bad physique. He always, you know, but that that kind of stuck out to me. But like, you know, I thought the match, um, for a rematch of a match where they already dispatched them, I thought it was okay. It was like you said, it was a TV match, but it, yeah. it was fun while it lasted. Um, there were a few little moments with um with Montez, but yeah. Yeah, up next week. I got a question. Did you want them to party in the crowd amongst the the LEDs? Yes, I did. (laughs) I wanted them to go out there and and, um, and start, you know, jigging, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, um, you know how they started, you know, uh, F New Day, F The Revival, Given that the Street Profits did the, the the ratings gimmicks from the sky, like will there now be F the Street Profits in like you know one day they will meet somewhere between the Young Bucks and insert WWE hot WWE tag team at the moment. Uh, if they're doing cups, I would think that would be like private party because that actually fits their gimmick. Yeah, but then again, you want to stay away from that because they're just like, oh yeah, two black tag teams that like are roughly related around partying, so they're the same thing, even though I don't know how you think Mark Quinn reminds you of Angelo Dawkins, I just don't, but but yeah, I, but you know, it's 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 one of those vintage uh, or Young Bucks gimmicks, so like, you could get it hot, you know, let's, let's say some things don't work out so well. All I'm trying to say is, I wouldn't mind seeing this free province and Bianca Belair in AEW. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm Man, saying. That's all I'm you saying. never know. You never know. Crazy things will happen. Right. You know. So. Yeah. We got John Moxley in AEW. WWSD What a great. Did you listen to his interview with yes. Dave? Yeah. What a, what a great interview that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't sound miserable or, or, or awful and, and, and angry and never satisfied all the time, did he? Now, you ever notice in these interviews that he doesn't sound bitter and angry and nothing's ever enough for him? He always sounds content in the way that, like, WWE said he never was. Like, nah, bro, you're set. I understand. You think he's a complainer. He's complaining about the stuff that is stupid that he has to do. That's right. all he was complaining about. And, and, like, you know, the last 12 months, like, that man's just been all around the world kicking ass, all points in between. And he sounded super happy every interview I've ever heard from him since he left. Amazing how that works. I wonder yeah. what changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I guess we can talk about it now. During the pre-show, they they, they sent off Renee. It was very nice. Um. And it felt sincere, to be quite honest with you. Um. I don't know what she does, but... You know, we all think she's a great, um, warm personality. So, like, whatever she does, like, she should have been the Alistair Black just turned hill on uh, Kevin Owens. Um, so. <laughs> Gotta be a hill. Oh, know. my God. Anyway, There's never been a hill once here. So, so. <laughs> Look at him. He's tattooed. Of course he's a hill. He's evil. What about the Undertaker? Well, that's different. It's the Undertaker. 
God damn it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but, uh, as far as Renee goes, um, she could be on ESPN. She actually talked about the Players Tribune send off, which is funny. Players Tribune, Renee Young, the interviewer. Um, but very nice column that she put. Yes, out it in was. That. Yes, it was. She she pretty much went down and listed all the things like first Vince, then Hunter and Stephanie, then um, some of the talent talked about her pride in talking smack. Talked about uh, Michael Cole and the relationship that she had as far as. The mentoring for when she was the NXT to when she was doing the commentary, uh, NXT to when she was actually got that raw slot, talked about her, you know, how her friendship with Graves, which, you know, um, at the time they talked about, but I felt like was, was company face saving, but actually turned out to be, you know, legitimate and I kind of have to reevaluate my feelings on or on, my my hate for Graves, given how shitty that commentary was, and was on trying to bury her, and not to say that I was wrong on feeling that it was shitty because it was, but the feeling as far as like feeling like it was malicious and they were trying, he was trying to bury her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. Uh, and then talked about the, being a literally being a part of the women's revolution and the rise of Becky and Sasha and the four horsewomen, and um, talked about others like Oscar and Natalia, and then um, talked about. Moxley or Moxley slash Ambrose and talked about how like I met like you know think about like what this crazy life has brought me and like from being with this company eight years like I I cherish everything I got my husband out of this and um you know it's a lot of some of the some of the things that um Moxley said about meeting um Renee in WWE and talked about how it, on the Jericho Pikes, but like there, look there are some things I'm you know it killed my love of wrestling for for a time whatever else but like. My time there was not a waste. I got her out of it. He took the same some some of the same stuff there, and just very gracious and um, talked about Daniel Bryan and and talking smack and AJ and great interviews. And how she felt like that was her niche as far as actually getting being able to get the real out, which is like and think about it, like that's kind of why the Vince saw it one night after it had been running for months and <laughs> killed it because it was like the best thing, like that uh, additional stuff because uh, it was real. Um, and then, you know, talked about, she plugged her cookbook, which said she was coming out soon. And then she said, like, I don't know where this, I don't actually have real plans in place, but you know, I feel like WWE has prepared me to be ready at all times for anything. So, um, I'll put it to you since she said, I'll see you soon. I thought it was a nice, uh, write-off letter. Yeah. Um, so since Mox or since everybody gets, um, you know, some type of hire in, uh, in AEW, it seems like with like, uh, the top people. So when does Mox get Renee in, uh, to start doing some interviews or, or is that, or is that like this taboo subject that, um, no one wants to talk about? Cause this, I, I've seen a lot of like, you know, FDS folks rapping this and she's too good for wrestling. Like, you know, but meanwhile, she's but, but it, but been but she was good enough for sports entertainment. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. It's, for, it's a whole, it's a whole uh, lot of code being talked okay. in right now. So, um, you know, I, I think she can, she can do whatever she, she wants. I know she has a, she has a no compete. Uh, so you probably wouldn't see her, her there for a while, but I would think, uh, at some point, uh, Tony's going to make a call. At some point, hey, do you want to come in and do something? Like they'll create something for her. Um, especially yeah. like with Mox yeah. there, and Mox sounded like him and Tony Khan are really like tight. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. She can do whatever. She can do literally whatever she wants. If she wanted to do <clears throat> local news, that's she's that's in the bag. If she wants to do sideline reporting, like a uh, Maria Taylor was once upon a time, or a, or a Hannah Storm, or if she wants to do studio. 
um, if she wants to be like the face of whatever hockey show there is on TSN or whatever else, she could do that. She could do a bunch of things. She could be an anchor on SportsCenter if she wanted to. She could yep. do, she could do sit down interviews with like wrestlers out of the business and, and you know and be the voice for that if she wanted to. Like she can start up a Players Tribune for wrestling if she wanted to. She can do any of that shit. Like she's gonna be fine. She's doing the cookbook. Right. I ain't never heard none about her cooking not a damn thing or, or her being some type of foodie or anything else until like that announcement a few like a month or so ago. So like whatever. Like people like her. She's a likable person. It'll it, it's, it's the the game is hers. She's 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 figured out the most important thing. And people like you, you get to skate on a lot of stuff and get to do things that otherwise people that don't don't Look, like you would try. She, she came out like, here and was a horrible commentator. And you know what? We just kind of let it ride. Look, we said it was horrible. Right. We said, but overall, we just let it ride. Right. <laughs> and, we like her. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna tell you about that. Right. You back when I was doing the NXT, then now forever, I would watch her do commentary at the time, and her excitedness was what well, obviously wasn't nearly as polished as Shivani because Shivani had been doing it by the time I had heard him for over a decade at least. But like, there were a lot of Shivani s traits of a lot of the job, even though it's very is a lot harder than people think it is, a lot harder than cutting a promo because there's people in your ear and there's a lot of stuff going on. You gotta also coordinate with other people, like. A lot of the job is being excited, and she was excited in NXT when she got to the main roster. When they're doing this stuff with um, with Ambrose and Graves, and them like trying to like make her look bad on the strength of Ambrose, and like obviously it's very hard to be good at commentary on the main roster anyway. Like all of that stuff was working against her all together at the same time, and it was not good. But I never was like, oh, get her the fuck out of here, or she sucks. It was like. Well, they tried it. I thought that she would have been better in the play-by-play role. They gave her color. She's not good at color, or she wasn't good at color at the time in WWE. But we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah. So, um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville uh, yeah. in a no-DQ loser-leave WWE match. It was changed from a hair versus hair. So, yeah. uh, James, you, you didn't have to worry about them outdoing Arisa Nakajima and <laughs> Nanaya Takahashi. <laughs> They changed it. Look, look. They changed it to make sure that we didn't have to come on the show and say, "Yes, James, it was better." So yes. they, they did you uh, yeah. solid right there. Yeah, yeah. Something I, you know, I'm glad they avoided trying to go with like, you know, the best women's match I saw all of, in all of 2019. The only <laughs> the only women's match I gave five stars last year. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I I like overall. I liked it. Um, I, I thought they came out there and they, they both looked serious. They, um, you know, wanted to be physical. They, mm-hmm. aside from like, you know, Manny Rose's V triggers, but, yeah. um, <laughs> Ooh, which like totally uh, missed by a mile. <laughs> yeah. Some of them totally missed. Yeah. Uh, there but, was also the, 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 also the goofy, uh, or I don't know if it was just like, we're going to try this. We're going to see how it looks, but like basically like using, the ch- the table laid out and using it as like a bowling lane the, the slide chair yes. to t- like I need one of them at least hit first like if one hit maybe it makes it but like if we watch it's like this is this is kind of silly um but you know it's a it's a whole silly angle where there's like we still don't even know who the fuck the uh, the person that Mustafa Ali was supposed to be as uh, the hacker. Oh like, yeah, that's gone bunch, now. Yeah, yeah, they, they've been throwing that away. They're done. But um, I appreciate the effort, but it wasn't a good match at all. Um, I, I, I think that, um, but I do appreciate the fact that like 
in in this position, they typically would have done a match where someone wasn't actually wrestling. They would have tried to do all this contrived stuff to make it feel like we gotta, you know, smoke smoking mirrors it up a bit as opposed to like let them go out there and do their thing. And I, you know, I've always thought that like those two had the potential if they give them enough time and whatever else, they could turn into some pretty good or some decent wrestlers and they could put in, you know, put in main or, not, or in the title feuds or whatever else. And promo wise, Sonya has more than shown that she's capable of being in that that type of thing. Um, I still think they're trying to figure out what they're trying to do with Mandy. Um, as opposed to be some type, some version of arm candy, um, but you know, I feel like whatever. Mandy's in a in a bit of identity crisis right now. Yeah. She just she yeah. just cut her hair short. She's trying to figure out this new gear. Or it seems like she's trying to overhaul her presentation to yeah. a kind of kind of a less sexy, more kind of serious mm-hmm. like type figure. Right. I mean, and we, you know, um, there is a pathway to success for that. Like, you know, they, you know, Trish got herself out of that, but a lot of that also came with, you know, going from valet to wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's going to take time and, it's gonna, and you know, we'll see how, our, you know, they work at it and how committed they are to it. But like, they finally gave her something as opposed to just being like, you know, a, a lot of, so much of it was based around her, you know, her being a, a sex object as opposed to a wrestler or a, or actually, you know, three dimensional woman. Um, so who could forget her, her trying to fuck Jimmy Uso in the fuck chair? <laughs> right. Who could ever forget this? The Temptress, the Ollie Lauder. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, Tony I, Deville gone in the short now. term. I, I'd imagine she'll be back eventually because yeah. yeah. they always go back yeah. on their, steps. I will say this. Um, <clears throat> the circumstances are absolutely horrible. What happened to them? Um, in real life, uh, yes. I think we talked about it where, you know, someone tried to fucking kidnap and murder, uh, Sonya over the weekend or whatever else, or two weekends ago, whatever, or whatever else. But, um, from a professional standpoint only, not real life, cause fuck that. Like, you know, um, th- I can't say this. I'm gonna say is this. That stipulation was stupid. I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but that stipulation was stupid for you to have them do a hair versus hair match anyway. Uh, they got out of it. I'm not going to say any descriptors for what it was for a guy because that just sounds terrible, but uh, it was a stupid stipulation. They got out of it. This was better. Um, and, you know, no one buys for a second that, she, that either one of them is out of WWE if they had lost anyway. So, um, Sonya goes, you can go on and, you know, try to heal from that gigantic traumatic experience. Same thing for Mandy as well. And hopefully, um, they come back stronger from it. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolutely disgusting, um, uh, with this dude and this, you know. I still haven't read all those, all the details of it. I only know just enough because I don't, I was like, yo, this is crazy. It's crazy. Like, um, I don't, I know, see, I'm, I'm like, the way people talked about, you know, it's even crazier than what I know. Right. Um, but yeah, um, so up next we had Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. So, uh, I thought this one overall was, was good too. Um, yeah. it was, uh, you know, they, they were heavy on the melodrama. I yes. think and I, I thought it was too much at times when his mama mm-hmm. was coming out and all this other shit. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, Seth Rollins carried this guy like <laughs> like luggage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because Dominic gets treated like a Make a Wish kid. Yes, I feel like <laughs> yeah, a lot. It's, weird. But... it's very weird. It's it's very weird. 
Um, but yeah, like I, I, I thought this was uh, pretty good. It was a, um, you know, Seth came out with the, uh, with the Halloween habit gear, which was funny. Um, and that might have been like the best thing he's done since like, <laughs> who knows when, since outside like the of, fucking gauntlet, and, and, like <laughs> outside of between the bells, you mean between yeah. the bells ringing? Yeah. Yeah. You got a point. Yeah. He's like, he's struggling. Um, but yeah, um, I, I thought that there was a chance Dominic could win, but apparently that wasn't hmm. the way they were going to go with it. Um, you know, he was a loser in the end, so I guess they have to do another match, right? Ray has to eventually fight him in a regular rules match, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Because they go from an eye for an eye to a street fight, so, like, do they can, do they get this to hell in a cell? Do you think they can do that? Ray versus... Ray versus... Uh, you talking about Ray or, or Dominic? Ray. I mean, I guess. Hmm. Um, what would you make of this match? It was a match that I saw all of the flaws of the uh, over drama, as you talked about uh, earlier. Um, and I still, while noticing it and noticing that there weren't really actually wrestling because they were more or less like, look, we're not even going to pretend to you that Dominic Mysterio or Dominic Gutierrez, whatever, whichever one he's going by, actually st- could stand a chance with with Seth Rollins in a in a wrestling match in kayfabe. But what we will do is have this fucking idiot get too so much of an ego that the kid gets some hope spots in, and the hope spots sustain you between the the, the beating he's taking legitimately from kendo sticks and and the like, uh, and like if the if the I if the goal of this match, which I assume it is, was to showcase that Don Mysterio is a young dude that you should root for because he has a ton of heart, then congratulations. You figured out why I love stardom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you, you. Young, youngins showing heart, getting their ass whooped, and then still fighting despite the fact they know they can't win, but they're giving their all. Thank you. Like, it ain't gotta be about the moves or the brutality. Sometimes it can't just be about showing how much heart you have. And I, I thought, you know, a lot of times they don't really focus on like the underdog story in that way where it's like the story is actually about him losing and it's actually about you wanting to you know the person uh, winning as opposed to like he has to lose sometimes it feels like we have to beat him and beat him and beat him until the crowd gets a backlash and then, it will, and then they'll push him as opposed to you have to display in the match why you should believe in someone so mm-hmm. I thought this was a better example of, of over, over the last or pretty much since Daniel Bryan or Becky Lynch really like of them figuring this one out in a, in a good, in a positive way on a big, in a big spot. So I, I get this, I gave this match two thumbs up, given my expectations. I thought this was going to be a cluster fuck. It was not. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a disaster. Um, Dominic looked, he looked okay. He looked yeah. clearly like a rookie or inexperienced person. Right. Um, the thing I, I, th- I thought his gear was kind of cool um he had like the hoodie on uh of course they had to cover that man up because i don't know right. you know what, what the physique looked like right. actually i do know what the physique looked right. like because they beat the shit out of this man the yes. other week um yes. so they had this man looking like mustafa ali out yes. there yes um so 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 mrs mysterio had you ever seen uh mrs mysterio before um, I feel like i had seen miss mysterio before and because i remember her being taller than ray yeah, like when but they came in, 
when they came in, it looked like it was like a parent teacher conference and Dominic had been fucking up. Oh like, so God. the mama had to come in and Ray is walking around the mask. Like, yeah, it's so funny because Ray Mysterio is like, he's so little. And then like, it's always like young Ray Mysterio. Now this man's like in his forties. Like this shit don't even make sense, right, bro. Right. Right. <laughs> um, one thing, no, I've, uh, uh, one thing else I noticed about, about Mrs. Mysterio you saw you saw Miss Mysterio in that Louis. Look, <laughs> you saw Miss Mysterio in that Louis. Look, the Mysterio money is long at this yes. point. Yes, like I remember this made me think of the other week when you talking about uh, yeah, you were talking about like Rainy to come in and be a member of Dark Order. Not with that, not with all that Louis. No, sir, <laughs> that is not a thing. That is not possible. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um. So after that, we had um, Asuka and Sasha Banks yes. <clears throat> um, singles match for the Raw Women's Title, and this uh, was way better than the Bailey match, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a high. I feel like that was part. That was almost like part two and three of the full story. If you make that those two matches one match, yeah, yeah. So um, or, or a pre or sorry a pre or a, a prologue toward the, for what is the main story, yeah. So Sasha loses the belt on the first defense again. Yep. Is that over? Just, just, just a meme at this point. I got a question. Did, when they won the women's titles at first, did they ever defend them? They defended them once, I believe, and then okay. immediately came off okay. them. So for singles titles on the main roster, Sasha is over five. Over five. And Correct. every time she's been a champion, it's been the Raw Women's title. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, seeing as how she won this one by like count out, <laughs> I can't really like you know, I can't drive the outrage uh, wagon on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, Oscar gets a belt again. Uh, they finally do a kind of clean finish uh, here with with Sasha uh, and her, and thank God because like just from my, I've been like just tired of seeing this combination of these three mm-hmm. together because like they can just never figure out how to end the matches like they can it's just too too much um but uh you know so where's Oscar go from here um if i remember correctly um Actually, I can't. I'm not remembering correctly. I'm completely wrong with it. But um, I'm assuming it's going to be, you know, Shayna or um, Naya um, as the next title challenger. And, and then after that, it'll probably be either time for champion versus champion, which means you'll get another uh, Charlotte. Keith Lee just walked out on a, on a uh, Randy Orton promo. Um, but anyway, um, so either. so here's where we get to see Randy Orton three inches taller than Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, no, no, it'd be, it'd be more like it's more like uh, okay, because I've been face face with Keith Lee. You know, uh, the seven foot Randy Orton. You know, <laughs> sorry, he'll probably be an inch or two taller, an inch or two, not three, but at, at least one. Um, anyway, so. I think we're going to get Shayna versus Shayna or Nia. Um, and then after that, we'll go to the summer or survivor series format. So that's like a triple threat match of, of some kind. Um, 
And then after that, oh, you know what time it is. Her versus Charlotte at Royal Rumble, and Charlotte will beat her, of course. And then we'll go from there. Right? Is there any, is there any, reason, is there any reason for thinking anything other than that will happen? No. Uh, yeah. So uh, after that, we had Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, uh, singles match for the WWE title. And I thought this was, at first, I thought it was big, slow WWE wrestling. And then it just got better at the end of the match. Um neither guy ended up hitting their finisher, which kind of was lost on me until, you know, at first I was like, just hit the fucking Claymore and win. But it seems like, you know, it was a, um, a, a pointed thing to specifically do, uh, because neither man, you know, dawned, I mean, neither guy like, uh, did their finish up until that point. So, uh, Drew McIntyre just solid as a rock continues soldiering through. Um, he's probably going to do a rematch with Randy Orton. Um, but McIntyre also having, like we're going to talk about later with Cody, uh, with, you know, what I think he did with the TNT title, like McIntyre has been solid as fuck. Yeah, he has. And it's just a shame that, like, you know, all this shit's happening around because, like, as bad as WWE has been in 2020, one thing you cannot say that they fucked up is Drew McIntyre uh, winning this title or his title or championship reign. Everything they've done as far as putting that, uh, you know, making that dude look strong, him coming out cutting promos, him coming out and having quality uh, title matches, in busting his ass even on tape on um on um TV, he's done it. He's done everything we've ever we've ever really asked a babyface uh champion to do. Like, has it gotten over to where he's the next big sensation? No. Uh, do I? But do I think anybody could do a lot better given the company that we're in? I don't really think so. So it's no. like you know, I think he's done. A, I think he's done a good job. I think that these pay per view matches have been very fun. Obviously, you know, I kind of still want them to pay off uh, the Lashley thing after that screw finish they had, but, like, there's still time for that. And they haven't even given them, like, the super opponents, in my opinion. They've given a lot of these old guys, like Lashley and mm-hmm. Seth and Ziggler and Orton. Like, yeah. they haven't even, like... Uh, Dip into, know, like, next generation talent that you imagine. Right. Like, you want that person to have great matches, go out there and have it with, like, Mustafa Ali or Ricochet or Cedric Alexander or Andrade or, you know, right. or Aleister Black. That's one that's really there. Aleister, him or Aleister Black. Yeah, they should definitely um, look into doing that. That might be why they turned him heel. Right now, it's Maybe. like, well, you know. Maybe. We, we did all that protection with him. You know, we beat his ass. Now he's a heel. You know, maybe we have him beat Kevin Owens. That's another magic there. Kevin Owens could be there too. Wow, they changed Keith Lee's music. Oh, I didn't know that. They also Sometimes. have him. Okay, they also have him out here with the uh, Samoa Joe shorts on, as opposed to they have still have his like Keith Lee logo on him, but like he's not in the super tight tights. Like he's a uh, 1999 uh, Mr. Ass. So you know, that, <laughs> I, I honestly say I think from the look, that's an improvement. Like you know, people be like, "Oh, bruh, you need to." <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. But, uh, but yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there are still some future matchups I want to see out of this Drew McIntyre thing before it runs its course. And I, I still want to see a, a Randy Orton rematch. I thought the match was really fun. I thought that, um, for as much, you know, we talk about Randy Orton was legitimate about slow matches, grinding down to a halt. That dude has working shoes on and was run- out here hitting these ropes. <laughs> 
I, and I appreciated that. Um, it also did some things that like are simple staples that were in the orange, but like done from different places that kind of like freshen up the, the, you know, what you've known for him for so long. Like, I think that, that super, or not suplex, but that vertical suplex off of the table onto the floor, that was cool. Um, I like, I really did enjoy the fact where like, the first person hits their finish is winning this match. And then ultimately at the end, nobody hits their finish. They both counter out of it and you hit a backslide. I, I really like that finish. Like, that was, that was Daniel Bryan, Bret Hartian level wrestling for that finish. I, I, I actually really enjoyed that finish. I don't know. I think a lot of people wanted to see, you know, someone get punted or kicked in the face or RKO'd, but I enjoyed that finish. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give him a uh, four or four and a quarter on that. So, um, I'm probably <clears throat> at like, I'm probably at three and three quarters on that. Gotcha. And then the main event, which sucked. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we knew it going in. We knew it was going in. Yeah. And looking back at it, given what we got post match to end the show, it had to go on last in theory, right? Like, they're not giving, knowing what we know about them, that Roman Reigns coming back has to go on last. It can't be that's a second from the top. And then they go out there and finish with Randy Orton and, and McIntyre. They weren't doing that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, these guys have a slog of a match, uh, only 12 minutes, but it felt like 30. Um, you know, I, I was confused about everything. Like Braun Strowman is a bad guy, but he's like possessed by the fiend. They're showing Alexa bliss and her and the fiend. Are they going to fuck like it. nothing to do with the match? Uh, they, we were in diesel Mabel territory. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what this was. The Fiend wins the belt back. I was kind of shocked that he won. Um, really? Yeah, cause oh. I mean, I, I, I don't fucking know what they were, what they were doing with this shit. Oh, I, uh, thought, this, I thought the second they, they were going to actually have a match, he was going to beat him. I was like, oh, they're taking the belt right off Strowman. Has Strowman been like the worst champion ever? Ever? I mean, there's still Jinder Mahal. There is Jinder Mahal. But then um, who else we got? <laughs> worst like, ever? Like, bro, uh, the match that he won the belt in, not a notable match in sight right. at all. Not right. even, like, a singles match that, like, the the last time these guys wrestled on pay-per-view, not the Swamp Fight, was that a regular rules match? It was, but then the puppets came out. See, so it's that's, like, the, that's the closest it, thing we got to a regular right, rules match, right? In, in the whole title reign, yeah, man, this is bad. Yeah, completely I make, no momentum. The the most notable thing he did was cut his hair, which is like that made no shockwaves. This was not like <laughs> this was not like when Ludacris cut his hair, not at all. Right, right. <laughs> this all. is this is not Allen Iverson showing up to the uh, All Star game. And everybody's like, "Whoa, what happened to you?" <laughs> right. Um. One thing I want to make special note of because I, I, I it just irritated the hell out of me. Um, it's the fiend. It's a supernatural being. It is a person that can teleport. It is a person that is impervious to pain. Um, a monster, a nightmarish monster, and then they. They brawl to the back, and then they go to the back with them to show that they're brawling in Vince McMahon's creative control room in the gorilla position. And I was like, we always talk about WWE 
pretty much any wrestling in general about, you know, if you have the supernatural stuff, occult stuff, or whatever else, that's one thing. Don't mix it too close with the reality, because then it starts making both look bad, right? Like, you don't really want to put someone like a Sheamus or Alberto Del Rio in the ring with a Samoa Joe. Like, because it's going to make one or the other or both of them look bad. Uh, later tonight is going to be Keith Lee versus Randy Orton, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I, 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 I'm assuming, given that the, you know he laid out uh, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre comes in the ring and breaks up this match with, by beating uh, Orton's ass. Anyway, um, to see they want to the shock pro- me, put, they got a pay per view on Saturday. Book a fucking three way with those guys. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, they want to heat the business up. All right, we, we can heat that shit up real quick. I'm not even gonna ask. I'm not even gonna ask. I'm not even gonna ask who. I'm not even gonna ask who Andrade or not uh, Andrade, but who Garza is with out here. That all I'm gonna say is that is not his fiance, and that is not Selena Vega. You can Google it, Rich. Whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, what I will say is just, it was just such a it was like seeing a superhero villain like appear from out of some other realm because you know Firefly, Firefly Funhouse is a different fucking dimension right Right. and then it's all of a sudden like oh yeah he's in the back oh yeah he's doing a fucking wrestling match why is the demon slash nightmarish uh, soul doing a, a wrestling match why, why, why is he not trying to take over souls or, or control the world or, or whatever they are, or, te- or eat a star? I don't, this makes no sense. Whatever, whatever. I just, Everything just, about the fiend movie. sucks. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there are some things that I, I, at the first, like visually or whatever else at the beginning that I thought were interesting or were, you know, something that. This entrance was so fucking long to this match, like. Oh, well. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I didn't even realize I, it wasn't longer than Randy Orton's interest, though. <laughs> not, not to, not, that was the one. That was the one interest. I was like, Orton is going slower than he normally is, which is like, you know, I, that doesn't bother me. But y'all always talk about how slow it is, but it was slower than I didn't notice the uh, the theme one. But but yeah, I just that one just stuck out to me as like I'm the only person is like realizing how stupid this was and then I think you replied like everything about the Fiend sucks I was like yeah but like this is particularly egregious <laughs> though like I understand what you come from all of this dumb but it's like this one is incredibly dumb like this was the last this is the one that bothered me the most since like the Miz uh he had broken to the Miz house and put in like messed with his daughter by putting a toy and whatever, and then all of a sudden, he sh- Miz comes out and he does this little f- spin and, and point on the top of the ramp like this is the one that bothered me the most since then. So maybe it's just a me yeah, thing. I was like, "Yo, this I is fake." That. Um, didn't, I, but, didn't I get up and leave? Now, yes. Didn't I leave, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Drove right back uh, from Tampa. Twenty minute drive. Yeah. Then uh, I imagine secondary. They float the belt to Wyatt. Um, yeah. then Roman Reigns shows up out of nowhere, uh, wearing a new t-shirt, got the new teeth, as we mentioned earlier, and he started whooping that ass. Uh, yeah. he hits the fiend with a spear. He knocks Roman out outside the ring, yells something at him like, I made you. Yes. He said, then you're he, only a monster when I'm around. That's what he said. Yeah. 
then he gets back in the ring with the fiend and he says, uh, he grabs the, the uh, universal championship said, this has always been mine and you couldn't handle over the responsibility immediately. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like the responsibility, I, I, uh, fuck off with all that. I don't want to insider like, stuff, like insider stuff with the fucking fiend. fiend yep. Like, it, like you said, fuck it off. All sucks. Like completely. It all sucks. Like completely just go like, Leave that one out next time, Roman. But um, I was happy to see him back. I popped uh, when I saw him. And um, apparently, like, the co-opted WWE media, including, like, the UK journalists and uh, several other people are pushing this thing that Roman Reigns has turned. This is heel Roman Reigns. Um, Look. I'm not going to declare him a heel until he's actually a what? heel. Like, like, we have very clear things in WWE that uh, tell you someone is a heel when they're talking about you people. Yep. When they're yep. <laughs> when you know, and, and people are claiming that booze were piped in. I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, um, I don't recall. You know, beating up Braun Strowman, who's been a heel, uh, and beating up the Fiend, who who's is been a heel, <laughs> a literal fucking been horror, a heel. horror story uh, villain. I, I don't understand how that equals. Roman Reigns is a also a heel. I would think right. you know the negative plus negative is positive, but right. you know apparently in this world, yeah. you know, and th- and think about Roman Reigns his- is a bad guy now, right? And think about their his history with those two. Him being the hell out of those two does not make anybody a heel. If you're him, it's like this motherfucker attacked me after after I, after I, you know, I thought I retired the Undertaker, and then he flipped my fucking uh, stretcher. He flipped or. He flipped the fucking stretcher over, which caused me to, like, months later, you know, try to murder him via backing him into a, into, you know, a, a, a semi, uh, trailer, right? W- they, which, they, they got old country beef. W- now, which is, which is less than hitting someone with a chair, right? Right. And he was still a babyface then. Remember when Angle came out there and said, you tried to fucking murder him? He's like, that, well, that's how y'all handling the attitude era. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like Bad he, logic. Was still, he was still supposed to be a big face then. He's like, yeah. So it's like I'm not trying to hear that this is this right, is look. a baby face. This is Vince McMahon's face of the company. Right. I'll re- I'll rephrase that. It's not that I'm not willing to hear it. Is that I will not believe it until I see it for real. And I don't need I don't need to be fed that like or or, or you know are being talked about and speculated about it until it actually happens because it's like it doesn't really matter until he until he we see for sure right like who cares like eventually like, he'll get a promo right right the main thing is Romans appears to be back we don't know in what capacity I'm glad to see the dude I'm also glad to see that that man has some super has some uh, movie star teeth in and. He might not be long for this. He, this might just be. I'm here to get a final check, and I'm gone. Good for him. Um, I, f- I forgot he he um the shirt wrecking yes wreck, wreck everything and leave. Which I saw that shirt and I thought, huh, that's interesting. Like the person that's like they've effectively used to ruin your career uh, or your peak potential value. That could have been his shirt. That should be a Brock Lesnar shirt. Wreck everyone and leave. Yeah. Which then brings me on to the question I posed inside of the thread, which nobody actually asked. I asked, since Brock has returned in, 2000, in 2012, when he returned, to now, 
Who has he actually gotten over aside from Bill Goldberg in 2016? Nobody. Which then posed me to come up with the list of all the people he's had like pay per view matches with or fused with since he came back. Um, if you just give me a second, I will pull it up. And I'll Brock Lesnar has been nothing but an overvalued attraction that isn't as big of an attraction as Vince McMahon thinks he is. Right. It's like he's Hogan in WCW with Bischoff, except like Hogan drew huge. <laughs> at least at the beginning. <laughs> like, Brock never actually did that. Or he, he drew big at first, and then after that, like, after like the first two years, nah. Um, okay, so, John Cena, <laughs> Triple H, CM Punk, The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, he helped get under. Seth Rollins, he did not get over. Dean Ambrose, he effectively buried. <laughs> or let me phrase that. He cooled his jets tremendously. Look, Seth Rollins beat this man clean as fuck last year at SummerSlam, and it's like it never happened. Right. Because we also remember like what happened in 2015 with them too. Yeah. It's like, nah, bro, these are the same things. Uh which is like one of the that actually was a really good match. It might have been a four star match. Just like by that point in time, Seth had been had ruined himself yep. so badly that it didn't matter. Yeah. Uh I don't know if I can blame Brock for that one then, maybe. Yeah, but he didn't get him over. That's well the question wasn't where he ruined people, it was whether or not he actually got them over. And the question yeah. is no, he didn't get him over. Uh Randy Orton survivors or SummerSlam 2016 when he bashed his head in. Nope. Um but the company felt like they had to reward Randy Orton with the WWE title at but, WrestleMania the next year. But was he any more over? No. No. And the things that actually would have gotten Orton over was like the long-form story he had for months with uh, Wyatt, where they did, you know, the Survivor Series, Soul Survivor stuff, the the the, um, the hemorrhaging or fracturing of the Wyatt family with getting rid of uh, Luke Harper, the match with Luke Harper... You know, the, 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 the double turn angle they shot where there was no actual double turn. <laughs> it, yeah, like, whatever. And then we'll move on from there. Goldberg, we think, I, he got him over. Samoa Joe, no. Samoa Joe should have been strapped the second half Look, of that Samoa Joe got himself over. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then, you know, Braun Strowman, no. <laughs> like, you think no. about that, that destructive summer. Get Joe. He beats Joe. He beats, he pins Roman. He beats Strowman. Is like in in Cena left and it's like you gonna look at the Google uh, trend. That shit fell off a cliff once that all happened that summer. Uh, Kane, fuck no. Uh, Finn Balor, fuck no. Uh, Got that man back to NXT. Right. This banned to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> Ban, look, banned to the to the wrestling school is yes. like the yes, the wrestling or, or Randy Orton. All right, so um, Kofi, hell no, hell no, got guess. that man. Look, beat that man so bad that Kofi didn't even want to talk about it on national television right. afterward. Yeah, are we still waiting for him to like the the tell the finish the story of him crumbling the pancake? Or are we done? And we off that? I, I want y'all that all y'all that was tweeting that bullshit uh, to to come holler at us. You know, let us know where it's at. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna lead to something. It's gonna lead to these tag team matches. That's what it's gonna lead to. Uh, Kane Velasquez, hell no. Rey Mysterio, great moment, but he didn't get Rey Mysterio over. Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio been over. over. Rey right. Mysterio been over for 25 years. Like, right. right. Uh, Drew McIntyre. The jury's out. The jury's, the jury's out. out. He's doing a good job, but there's nothing to say he actually got him over. 
Uh, oh, and then also adding that, because I, I missed it on my initial pass, was like, the Survivor Series matches and back-to-back years between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, and those guys were already made and already over. They didn't get more over after those matches. There were great matches, but they didn't get them over. Yeah. So, you know. Fun. Yeah. A lot of these matches, a lot of these matchups and everything were fun matches or whatever else. But like some of these pe- matches, you positioned with to get them or to you know raise someone's profile or stock or blah 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 blah. Nah, like I had someone had uh, Tom actually mentioned like maybe you know the interaction in the Royal Rumble with uh, Keith Lee <laughs> might be one that people might throw out there, but that's bullshit too. And I was like, thank <laughs> you for acknowledging that's also that would too be bullshit. Thank you. I am kind of you know Roman Reigns was like winning the most by like he he is kind of ruining his elite level working credentials here by I by showing back. back up. Yes. Because well, he gotta he come back so they know he could have watched this thing descend even further without him. Well, I think the thing might be like if I come back, I can start the clock back on you know the holdover in the years, right? Because um, you know you don't know how it gets to a point where they might say, "Oh, you owe us four months," all right? Or actually, given the, you know the eight months, given the cancer thing, they might hold him for the cancer. No. I would love, I would love for them to hold him up for eight uh, months. No, no, because he just resigned a new deal since then. Okay. 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 All right. I was say I would love to be like, yeah, he he owes us eight months. Well, I know four months are for this pandemic thing. What's the other four? For the cancer, you you fucking villains. All right, but okay. All right, cool. Um, I'm glad we ain't got to worry about that. So yeah. So his um, elite level working career, I, I would have liked to see him see the see them folks uh, fall a little bit more, and they be like, so y'all had this whole pandemic without me. Um, uh, you know. What's up? You know what? What, what are we gonna do? You know what, what plan you got for me? And apparently, the plan is immediately uh, fight for the universal title with these two guys. I believe they announced it for payback this week. Um, why don't they just get it the fuck out of the way and just put the belt on Roman Reigns? Uh, no, nah, better question is like, what does Braun Strowman have to do with this? Like he lost. Obviously, you know, Roman beat his ass outside the ring after that. But, like, aside from that, like, he should be removed from the paint, right? Like, I believe in, if you disagree, you let me know. I believe that Roman Reigns in a singles match with either Braun Strowman, especially Braun Strowman, or Bray Wyatt, to a far lesser extent Bray Wyatt. But a singles match with Roman versus Braun or Roman versus Bray is somehow is better than a match between three strong motherfuckers in the ring together of those three. Like, I feel like that, I feel like that make those three together make for a worse match. Uh, I think the only way I would disagree is because it would be no rules. So they would be able to like uh, do lots of shortcuts and whatever the fuck they mirrors want. and yeah. monster spots between the fiend and Roman and, and Braun. You gotta, right. you know, you make a good point. I, I would have Roman Reigns pin both of these guys, stack them on top of each other, and stand Ultimate on Warrior. their chest like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Bro, what did they have to lose by like having Roman Reigns just start fucking beating the fuck out of people? Like, like who's next? Who wants it? Bro, I, I got, I have, I have no problems with whatever. Like, I have no problems. Whatever. Look, it, like, it's that, like the look, only thing the, they the haven't title, tried. Look, the title shot. Who cares? 
Yeah. Oh, Whatever so, they want to do. Cool thing. Cool thing. Uh, I believe Voice of Wrestling pointed out the WWE Universal Championship has a lower overall score than the WWE 24-7 Championship. Uh, they have a 2.62 compared to like a 3.67. The Universal Championship is the worst modern booked belt throughout the lineage. It's and poorly like, booked it's and poorly it's booked and it's cursed. Right. And it's unlucky. Right. And it's like a complete sham all in one. Right. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> like just, so you want me to say it? You want me to add, add on to commentary that? You're absolutely right on that. It's been bullshit the whole four years. Yeah. Yes. So um we're not yeah. actually now think about it. It's at literally a four year anniversary for Summer Slam. Four yep. four years of four years of not excellence but bullshit. Yeah. Yes. That is not excellence. Speaking um, of speaking of not excellence, six woman tag match. Bianca and the remainers of the Riot Squad, which is like, you know, Liv and, and, and Ruby are back together. Um, even though they, you know, they shot an angle where they're like, she turned on her, but like, never mind that. They, Amazing you know, what happens when you change bookers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have that, and guess who their opponents are, Rich? I don't know the okay the heel roster. Zelina Vega and the Lana. Iconics. Oh my god! All right. All right, <laughs> you, if you want to let's talk about sorry women's division. Hey, bro, do all right, hey, hey, Bianca's in this ring. Don't do that. Don't you dare do that. Bianca's in this look, ring. She, look, Bianca, she can't Bianca's carry all that ring. shit by herself. Look, I know she's strong. I, I know she's the strongest, the fastest. You know, <laughs> when she's got Zelina and the Iconics to work with. Nah, look. Hmm. Points were made. Points. Points are being hmm. made. I want I want them to I want AEW to find them a Bianca for, for you uh, for you for you pop that jersey first though. <laughs> uh, all right, so but yeah, go better get look. Ain't nobody doing ain't none of these SEC uh, uh, women that are doing track or doing anything right now. You might as well you know get on the phone, make some calls. You better go take look. Shivani can't get on the phone to talk to some uh, the AD in Georgia right now. I think that would be a job for Jim Ross. He would love to do something like that. No 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 no. He gonna get Big Twelve athletes. Oh, okay. Like, I, I need a SEC athlete. It's, it's, look, it's not, it's, it's a difference. I, and I don't want, I don't want to say the SEC slogan, but it just matters. But like, there's a difference in the SEC, F, SEC track and field, uh, women's athletes in the Big 12. It, it's, it's a, just a difference. Um, anyway, um. Take over. SummerSlam. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, I thought, you know, good. Enjoyable show, most enjoyable. Like I'm glad, like I was pleasantly surprised by the SummerSlam because, like, some of these half-ass SummerSlams you've been getting the last few years, you know, yeah. a lot of the desire for the second, second or third biggest show of the year. Yeah, um, and they were on a literal horrible run of shows with Money in the Bank, Ooh, the yeah. pay, the Payback show, the fucking um, uh, Extreme Rules. Yes, okay. like just just awful shows for the sake of like being like all time bad, um, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Also, one thing I noticed about like this SummerSlam being really good, um, no Brock Lesnar. Amazing how that works. And you think about like these Brock Lesnar finishes over the last few years, like for example, um, 2014. He squashes Cena in fourteen for like sixteen minutes, where he sits around for t- standing around for ten minutes. You have the 
Undertaker thing where he makes the fucking zombie tap out and the ref doesn't see it and he low blows him and he makes him pass out but he gives him middle finger before he passes out there is where he splits Orton's head open in the fucking main event in 2016 um Fatal 4 that match was fine I have no problems with that um but the year after that you have the, 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 the cash in and run off the air the scam summer scam so yeah. it was like I don't think it's a coincidence, you know, not to tie it all together with the Brock shit I gave before. I don't think it's a coincidence that, like, we got brought the fuck out of here uh, for a SummerSlam, and, like, it turned out pretty pretty smooth sailing considering what we've been dealing with. You know what else would be smooth sailing, James? Oh, God, what? Don't you, know, don't you do it. Don't you dare balls. do it. Once, oh, once, you, once, you, once you get down with the manscape, so support for One Nation Radio... Is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family's jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And if you think I forgot, no, I did not. Um, you know, they've got that electric trimmer. They've spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Um, just like, you know, Brock Lesnar wasn't at SummerSlam. You don't want that hair down there anymore. Just completely gone. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and we're doing a really cool thing uh, with the uh, in conjunction with the Manscaped promotion where you guys will get the AEW all out pay-per-view. All you have to do is show that you made some kind of purchase for Manscaped using the code suplex um you know and we will order the first five people to send in uh to social suplex at gmail.com i believe is the um uh, email address if you can show proof of purchase we will pay for your aew all out um you know t- uh, pay-per-view so don't miss it uh take advantage of that and you know and clean yourself up god damn it so you get um <laughs> 20% off free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. If you don't want to buy, you know, the, the handy buzzer and keep it on you like I, like I keep it on me, uh, you don't have to do that. They've got a lot of different products on there. They've got the crop preserver. They've got, uh, I believe stuff for your beard. They have, uh, just, a, just tons of stuff. So, uh, 20% off free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. I, I have no words. Smooth. And it's, Just like the ocean. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Was that a Santana and Rod Thomas? It, it sure was. <laughs> oh James, it sure god. was. <laughs> you know, trying to be clever when I can, you know. Oh my god. All right, so moving on from <laughs> more WWE shows, NXT Takeover Thirty. Um, yeah. What was it? Thirty? Oh, is it thirty? Yeah, it was. 30? It was. I was just groaning oh. at the overall show. Okay, first match: Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Um, this match was not the tough white man match. <laughs> this match was what people that did not like this match thought the tough man, white man match was. Um, there was first things first. I don't know who the fuck mic this show, but they did a terrible job. 
Um, like the audio was missing the whole night on feeling, so it was really hard to feel and then convey, uh, like how hard strikes were, how hard certain bumps were. And it, like, I noticed it at the beginning of the show, it never actually changed, even, even on the latter match where people are fucking murdering themselves. And then to watch SummerSlam and to see, you know, like some of the stuff that Asuka and Sasha were doing, like the, like the Sunset Flip Power Bomb and like, you know, it was night and day difference. I don't know what was going on. And I imagine they just skipped so. out on the budget for they done brought every, all the production people, everybody to Amway and say, y'all fend for y'all fucking selves with the kids, the and, students. Yeah. And that's another one. Like you got to look, if you're going to have a Thunderdome, NXT needs to be in the Thunderdome. And the whole idea is that y'all have this whole space <laughs> rented and all that shit. And y'all need to quote unquote compete or not compete. Y'all are trying to, uh, you know, Y'all are trying kneecap. to play keep away and kneecap AEW. You know what will help kneecap AEW? Having an audience that doesn't fucking suck during your shows. I'm tired of these kids, bro, or, or not kids, but like these students at the student at the wrestling school. The wrestling I'm tired school. of it. They have yeah. they have no background. They have not watched wrestling. What the fuck's going? On. I'm tired of these crowds, bro. They suck. It's fine. I finally reached critical mass where I can no longer take this crowd. And they, and to be honest, they've sucks ever since. Uh, what's it called? Ever since they've been around, especially during uh in your house. But like this, put it over like. To see the match that, uh, that some of these matches are and the quality of match I thought they were and then compared it to the audience, it was like, nah, bro, this is impossible. You should not be doing this. It's bad. This is bad. Like, I don't know why you can't put the shit in the Thunderdome, but put the shit in the Thunderdome for takeovers and for the, and for the show. Like, it will, it will greatly improve the presentation of the, of the, of the card, of the show. Both shows, takeovers or whatever else. Like, I feel like in front of a crowd, that ladder match, and we'll get to it, but like that ladder match would have been one of these like, oh yeah, that's one of the, that's one of, that's a match of your contender for WWE. They fucking murdered each other, but that's his slasher match. It's just, it was too much of Finn Balor doing, trying to do catch wrestling, and I just th- felt like it just didn't really match what we've seen out of Finn Balor over the years. Um, and he didn't really sell it as if he was his babyface fighting for his life uh to to get away and get some separation to be able to get you know uh his his athleticism and the little bits of flying that he still does in it just for me it didn't work i felt like they grounded him to a halt and it didn't show you in you know it's cool that like he wanted to show that he can also wrestle to do but like it just didn't work it just didn't work Totally confused about Finn Balor and what the fuck he's doing at NXT at this point. That's another thing. Um, Josh had brought up to me, he says, he, you know, he, he thought that, you know, maybe is a case where they didn't want him to leave. So they were like, we'll give you what you want. You, all, you only got to show up like, you know, X amount of times, you know, maybe twice a month. If that, do a match. You get to be in Orlando. You don't have to travel. And it makes perfect sense when he said that, but like they have no idea what the fuck they're doing with him, uh, whether it's in kayfabe and then all his promos are fucking weird. And <laughs> then this match, I did not like it. I thought it was just a bunch of people holding each other. And I was like, I'm bored. I started picking up my phone. Um, and then like Timmy Thatcher, he just loses. I thought they were, you know, pushing this guy kind of guess not. I don't know. 
Yeah, this was the match that Finn Balor absolutely should have lost. He did not, and that also, and I'm, I'm flat out. I'm taking, I'm, I'm giving mar- negative marks on the on winners and losers. Right? And I normally don't do that. I normally talk about the match and then compartmentalize it and then move on to the booking decision after that. But no, this match was substandard for what you what you thought you were going to get. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting, and that's okay, but it just did not necessarily work, and I think a lot of it has to do with some of the miking stuff I was talking about earlier, um, cause like, you look at Finn's Balor, and granted, Finn's super pale, so a lot of those marks show up when he gets whooped, but like, Finn, or Thatcher was giving him a beat, and it just, I didn't feel, but I didn't feel it. I just did not feel it. Mm. Um, and that, that hurt the match, because like, so much of the match was based, was, was supposed to be based on, you know, that, and it just, I just never felt that. Um, but yeah, like, moving on to the actual uh, decision is like, alright, so the f- Balor's just not allowed to do jobs. <laughs> he's just not. Like, he's not allowed to do clean jobs for not a damn soul. Like, he drops Johnny on his fucking head. Uh, well, you can move before that. Like, he drops Johnny on his head. That he's match was cancelled. He beats Riddle. Um, in retrospect, that was the right decision. Fuck that riddle. Uh, but whatever. Like at the time, what we knew, what we knew is what we knew at the time, and at the time that made they didn't make much. That was not a smart booking decision, given that Matt Riddle and Keith Lee should have been the future of the of the brand. Um, so from there, um, he gets his title shot. He loses it because Johnny Gargano comes out, sets up that match. He beats the shit out of Johnny. It makes like they're not even the same fucking class. Great match, whatever, but still, he made it seem like the, the whole story of the match is like Johnny, Mr. NXT is no Beat match. Beat the man for, so bad, he had to turn the same night. Right. Um, then, I'm trying to think, what was his, what was supposed to be his WrestleMania takeover match? I don't even remember. Was supposed to be Velveteen? No, that was later. It was supposed to be, I thought it was Walter. That's right. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be Walter. It was, or it was. Cole, it was. Right? It's supposed to be Walter. It's supposed to be Walter. Um, so I can't, you know, whatever. He, Walter, Walter ain't gonna do a job. Probably. <laughs> it's like they're not putting over fucking NXT UK's champion over, like, no, they're not doing that. Uh, so you have that. Um, so that sucks. And then you get, like, the Damian Priest thing where, like, you know, they, they had a, I really enjoyed that match at, uh, in your house. Uh, but you look at the story where it's like the the whole story was look how impressive Damian Priest was losing to Finn Balor, which is code for we ain't being Finn Balor. We move so, but the person we want to really push for the future is Damian Priest, but we can't because we. And can't then he literally wins the title win. next time, right? Which is telling you that we weren't so allowed to beat Finn Balor. Then you get this Thatcher match where like Thatcher sends you know. Thatcher was one of the best people, like, even during the down times of, uh, of this pandemic thing, like, with the tough white man matches, the riddle shit, like, in the ring, he's one of the better performers in the company as far as, like, top-notch matches this year, and output. He has a character, he's big and he's ugly, and ripped and jacked, nope, do this job. I didn't like this. Like, where do they go from here with, with him? Yeah, it's like you have to have him fight for the championship, right? Because what other baby faces does NXT have right now? Well, gi- well, given that you know what happened with Cross, maybe he's the next NXT champion. Maybe Balor is the next NXT champion. Because at this point, honestly, 
I thought that was where they were headed before they decided to do this thing with Cross, but now that Cross is hurt, it's like, well, you're looking at another option. You can't go back to Adam Cole. Hell no. Yeah, he's just, done he just, this town, yeah, Jack. Yeah, he, he just went fucking uh, 15 minutes with a fucking rookie. Having his first match. Hell no. You can't go to Johnny. You've nerfed him to death. Um, so you're out, Keith Lee out the building. Matt Riddle's out the building. What are you going to do? Put on Cameron Grimes? Put the belt on Finn Balor now. They almost yeah. have no choice, but if... If Cross is hurt, they have to put the belt back on Balor. Yeah, and we'll get to that later. Years, but yeah, yeah. So separated shoulder, three months, I'd guess. Um. So yeah, moving on to the uh, ladder match, uh, North American title match. I knew there was a lot of ladder matches that had took place in NXT. Josh had actually also looked that up. Seven in the last twelve months. That's kind of what this match just felt like for me. Like I didn't feel get the vibe that anyone was like crazy or some shit that was happening that wasn't supposed to happen. I like a good stunt show where everything it just felt so clean and like rehearsed. Um it wasn't like I, I didn't get the big jaw dropping moment until like Velveteen fell and that was like, ooh, well, it's Velveteen. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck really? Yeah. The okay, because for me, like when Candace gets in the ring and and does her spots, gets let cleared out, and then comes back and makes a save on Bronson Reed, and Bronson Reed, three hundred plus ass, does a splash from I don't know ten feet high onto Johnny with his wife on his back. I pop crazy for that. I thought it was I thought it was like the spot of the night. Um. You know, you have the Damian Priest thing where he does his uh, rope walk thing. He does it on a ladder. You, like you mentioned, the Velveteen thing. I love this match, and I thought this match would have been way, even way better uh, in front of a live crowd. Like, I thought this was, like, and I also think about um, their tag team ladder match from uh, TakeOver 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this kicked the shit out of that, and I gave that four and a quarter. Mm. Like, I, I, I... Or maybe I gave it four. I probably I think I actually gave it four. I can't remember. But like, I I thought this match was way better than that because you know they had that stupid thing with a uh, uh, buddy from um, Forgotten Sons all in the fucking match all over until they beat his ass. Uh, yeah, Gunner, Gunner or or Jackson Riker. But like, I thought this was way better than that match. So you know, I'm going off in a vacuum off the score. Like, I'm giving I'm giving that shit at least four and a quarter. I love that match. Like, yeah, I, I think I gave that one three point seven five. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was just the whole show. It, it, there was just like it was a lot of stuff was hard to get into, but that's happens. You have um, a shitty crowd. And like, no, I'm not saying like you know. Yeah, look, I, I don't even. I don't. I don't even know if it was from that shit. Just I don't. I don't know if it was the audio for me because I didn't even really notice that. But um, yeah, it was just like overall, it's like what is this place trying to be like? So, um, oh, you like, know what they're it, trying to be? They're trying to be. Don't watch AEW at this point instead of actual promotion. Like That's what it, they, they fully devolved in that over the last like, especially basically since uh, Rhea won the title or after Royal Rumble when uh, so. You can say it's either uh, Portland or you can say it's when Rhea showed up and challenged Charlotte. But, like, there's a clear... I'm not even saying it's a lot of the only issue between when they, once they hit TV and hit two hours. Because they were out here and have our kick-ass shows. But, like, once they hit Portland or if you want to say Charlotte and, and Rhea go face-to-face after the Royal Rumble, everything's changed since then. And, like, I'm yeah. not saying they never have good shows because they still have good shows more times than not. But, like... 
Don't tell me this is the same as, right. as it was. Everything like, is about is... counter-programming as opposed to trying to tell long-form stories. And everything has been, you know, there was always some of the stuff where, like, we'll pull somebody out because it's still developmental, and that's fine. But, like, the answers to this stuff is, like, always some scramble to try to fuck, try to compete and fuck with uh, AEW as opposed to just running your fucking show when you were when you were the best wrestling uh, promotion I'd ever seen in like for a long form period of time, like 2018, 19 NXT is not there right now. And it's just not. Yeah, it's gone. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like in that next wave of talent, like it's not coming the way it was always coming, um, in the past. So, well, good thing they have a million motherfuckers already stashed anyway. Yeah. They got yeah. three more years of, t- of TV uh, based off of talent they still got around not doing shit. So I ain't crying for them. Look, why don't y'all do something with my dog Swerve? How about that? Yeah. You know, got, got squeezed off the takeover here. Um, like, it shouldn't take. Well, uh, I'm trying to think. Whose first takeover was it? Or second takeover was it? <laughs> Pat McAfee's, right? No, <laughs> Um, trying to think. There's somebody I made, I, I made specific mention of. I thought about. Oh, like yeah, Bronson. Bronson Reed. Yeah. This is Bronson Reed's first takeover. This was like Damian. Like this would Cameron have been Grimes. This da- Cameron Grimes first. Uh, first one. Um, this was Damian Priest. It would have been his third, but because of the pandemic at WrestleMania, this was his second. Uh, takeover. Like they, he's been around almost two years. Did, was he in the same class as uh, Riddle in... Uh, yeah, he came around the same time as Riddle. Yeah, yeah. a little so bit after them. Two years, three takeovers. It don't take this long to get somebody over on fucking NXT. You know how I know this? Because Killian or Karrion Cross is the fucking NXT champion right now. You didn't seven take two years to get him over. Matches, seven career matches. Promises were made, James. <laughs> And I'm not saying about like, you know, carrying crosses and radio, whatever else. I don't even fucking know. But my point is, it's still the same. Like, it don't take that long to get motherfuckers over. You have an old guard that you need to, you phase down, but you have not replaced even though you phase them down. You phase down, uh, Ciampa. You phase down Gargano. Finn Balor, Actually, Finn Balor was fighting for the North American title. Keith, or, or your boy, um, Adam Cole's fighting a fucking, uh, debut wrestler. He, they've all been clearly phased down. Replace them. Now is the time. So they did a did run an ad for Tommaso Ciampa coming back Wednesday, right. and who fucking destroyed him? Cross. Right. They're probably going to go to that. Well, maybe, maybe not. True, because Cross, because Cross, Cross might be going for more. Yes. Right. We don't know. Fuck. We don't know if he's going for for if he's back tomorrow. If he's going to be going for nine months, we have no idea. Whatever um, you do, Triple H, do not book. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> um, so up next, we got Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Uh, a total surprise here. I did not hate this as I thought I would. Um, I thought McAfee was, uh, I think he has some pro wrestling talent. I think he is definitely someone that can talk. For damn sure, yep, that's true, absolutely. It, and like he's got, he's got it. Like as far as like, if you wanna, you wanna make some money with a guy, you want, you wanna build a program, have him talk, you wanna have him do heel stuff, and be like, he ain't no like small dude. Like they might want to see if he actually wants to do this. Already in elite level promo. 
right? Already. Yes. Um, in the ring, they're he's basically uh, they're in this generic starter kit, American wrestler starter kit, and to me, like they put smoke and mirrors around it to enhance the match, but. Uh, to me, I thought the match was like, as far as sports entertainment is concerned, two thumbs up. As far as a wrestling match, nothing mattered until he until he did the uh, until he landed on the top rope and then did the uh, superplex, mm-hmm. or, or you know, got flipped off, landed on his feet, ran up and did this the superplex or whatever else. Um, but like, dude just got to learn how to wrestle. He don't know how to wrestle yet. Like he knows how to do spots. He doesn't know how to wrestle yet. And um, like. There is something to be said about if he were somewhere else or or what he would be able to do with what he can already do and where he is and what they're going to end up probably doing with him if he goes down this path goes down this path for real. But um can't say anything but a but a positive, right? Like it was similar to the um similar to the Dominic thing where it was like these are two people that are green. Um they were in the ring with two uh, great wrestlers, and they were able to, with melodrama or with smoke and mirrors, get the best out of their match. Like they optimized what they had, and good for them. Um, was it something that should have been on a takeover card? Fuck no, but whatever. <laughs> like we, like we said, we are now post that era of NXT. They are yeah. running counter programming as opposed to actually being a wrestling promotion. So, yeah, that's where I- we are. I definitely liked it better than uh, Balor and Thatcher, <laughs> which is like absurd uh, when when you think about it. Right. Uh, I thought it was on par with the women's match. Um, mm. I, I think I like this more than you. Well, I gave this three and a half. Well, there are also thought- things that like I just like. Okay, so he has your boy on the apron, chest out. He's about to kick him in the chest again, and then he runs, and then. Adam Cole ducks so his foot hits the still steps. Okay, so if Adam Cole didn't move, he would still hit the still steps. What the fuck? That makes no sense. <laughs> so like, so the stuff like that in the match is like that. I get it, it's a spot, but it looked so bad and it made no sense. But like, I still give it like three. Like it was, it was a fun sports entertainment match, but as an actual match, it's just like. Nah, I'm not. Don't don't put that in Tokyo Dome. Don't funny do funny comment. So Pat McAfee was getting some praise. I think it was maybe from Sam Roberts. They were like, give Pat McAfee a million dollar contract or some shit like that. And uh, Britt Baker retweeted it and said, give, give Adam Cole a million dollar contract. Yes, uh, correct. Britt Baker with the um, through the legs Jordan like dunk. Yeah, <laughs> you know from um, this Jordan herself. Yes, another reason why like. Uh, we talk about some of their uh, commentators or people that are like um, analysts for WWE pre-shows or commentators or the fucking worst for years on the pre-show McAfee is the good guy analyst that, sinks, that predicts the babyface to win and Adam Cole I'm sorry, and Sam Roberts is the hill person that says that these baby faces have no chance, or Slough just says shit like certain people don't deserve anything because they're black. But we can move on from that. So it comes down to it, and they've been arguing for years, as we talked about. And when it came down to the prediction on the pre show, this dumbass Roberts 
picks McAfee and says that Adam Cole doesn't stand a chance after he's rooted for and then said that like Adam Cole is going to win every match for like the last two and a half years or year and a half that he's been doing this shit. It was like you can't even pick the right person to stick with like what you've done as far as like on this show. Like you just like just in my mind like I have to pick Hills because I'm a dumbass. It's like oh this is this is why people hate you on the show. Yeah, you don't use I, your brain. You don't you, that that things are thinking. That thing is for thinking. This this was the only match that I ended up caring about, like going into the show, coming out of the show. This one to be bad, right? No, this one like I was rooting for. I thought Cole was a geek um, in the lead up. I thought McAfee's promos were more effective, and it was a shocking surprise that I liked. And then I don't know. I still thought Cole was a geek for blowing his stack on the whole short thing right. and um this is supposed to be like the baby face now and then right. like you see the video package and he's been insulting this guy for fucking years right so it's like it's it all no up. they're both so. <laughs> they're both heels so yeah like that's why i was like man pat mcafee look i i always felt like pat mcafee will fold this man's chest in so i was like i'm going for mcafee but you know he didn't win so oh, you wow. won't believe it but guess what's back this week the Raw Underground. Yes. I cannot believe they're sticking with this stupid shit. I, I feel like the, the steam is running out. I hope. Um but yeah, uh thumbs out, thumbs up and good look and good job for McAfee. Um I don't know where this goes. I don't know if I actually want to see this. Like move look, give him a couple matches and move him to the main roster. Get him away from what this is supposed to be. This is like that is not no BS. That is all the BS. Like that man is a sports. In- that man is a born ready sports entertainer. That man is like basically like if Miz had did had like lifted weights when he was in high school. Like that is <laughs> it was coordinated, somewhat coordinated. Like that's like perfect match for the, all that. Like yeah, the, this man. Energy, it, nah, don't want to see. It, you can definitely see. It. Like I, he has he has real gifts. That and but he he could easily get fucked up and you know, um you know what yeah. The real gifts are. What? He's actually athletic and coordinated, and That's we over, and we vastly overrate what what a lot of these motherfuckers in this wrestling ring actually are. It's like, look, sure, it's funny to see Adam Cole in there with a real athlete, right. quote unquote, right? Like, it's, like, it's like you go back and respect, you be like, man, I probably could have did this shit, <laughs> this yeah, bro, because you got these motherfuckers. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, bro, there's no way, but whatever. Really, like, I'm not even gonna get into the weeds of that, but whatever. Um. Yeah, next match after that was uh, NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Um, match is about cutting, or really, match starts off in, like, Io basically pulls a page out of, like, the Mai Iwatani uh, school of doing a, a botching a spot and like before the match actually gets started and you're like, what the hell's wrong with you? And then at the end, having a great match at the end somehow. Um, I... She does the move that she's, you know, the come off the ropes, hit a, um, a, uh, a back, or does the flip or whatever else she always does and ends up finishing with a drop kick. She lands on her fucking head and, I, you know, it was so jarring to see her miss that because she's like one of the most smooth wrestlers ever that like, I was like, is she okay? Is she can cuss? Like, she on her head, I honestly was like worried for like, probably like, the first five minutes of match, whether or not she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's like so jarring. Like, you missed that simple thing up. The thing I've seen you do many times, but whatever. Uh, magic works around like her bad 
her her bad left wrist or elbow. She is working over her left arm, left arm the whole throughout the match. Dakota Kai. Um, it, it was it was very much a we're going to teach you how to work as a baby face from working underneath from being worked over on. Um, I'm glad they didn't do her legs because that's like the dumbest thing ever to work Io Shirai's legs. <laughs> and then she does all the shit she does on running and jumping and flipping. But uh, yeah, uh, it was basically just uh, just a typical not typical but like a WWE championship match where a baby face is working underneath uh, with a bad body part. Uh, I, I actually really enjoyed the match, and then um, I'd never bought it for a second. But the ref gets bumped uh, after there's a spot where the ref's in the corner. Um, Dakota throws her throws Eo into the ref. She throws on the brakes. She turns around, and there's Dakota with the mop. The uh, I think she calls it. I forgot what her kick is called. I can't remember her cor- kick in the corner is like a, like the Sami Zayn mafia kick. Um, she moves out the way, the ref eats the boot, and then in comes Raquel. Raquel comes in with the power bomb, throws Dakota on top of EO, throws the ref by the to wake him up, uh, and kind of pinfall. EO kicks at three, then they start doing near falls. Uh EO hits a uh throws him outside, gets up gets both Raquel in, Dakota outside. <laughs> Kicks the shit out of Raquel's face on the, on the moonsault, gets Dakota in the ring, and then uh, hits her with the moonsault immediately and finished her off. I I know a lot of people bought into that near fall. I not for one second. I sat there looking at my, staring at my sc- screen like, okay, like <laughs> she's kicking it too. And then I never bought it for a second. So like I gave it three and three quarters. But like I imagine if someone actually bought that, then they could be like influence to give it for but it just is for me i just never bought it for a second that dakota kai could be her yeah after they played their card with the raquel's actually still here yeah it it didn't get to that um that top level for me i i did think like the work was good and um but they uh i yeah it just something was something was missing uh overall the fact do you ever believe that dakota kai was going to win no yeah that's the that's the that's what's holding it back that's what that's what it is um, and, then, and then, like the the interference and all that stuff, I was like, "Oh, great!" Um, but you knew but, it was coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, then, of course, after the match, um, you know That's they're right. beating they're beating on um, Eo, I believe. Yeah, uh, Rock Hill is in there, and then Rhea Ripley comes out, does not do the stomp. I was uh, kind of disappointed that she did not do the stomp during the run in, but uh, she seems to have learned, and she got into the ring, and then we got to what WWE really wanted to do with this whole segment is to have Rhea Ripley and Big Mommy Cool go face to face, and then I saw like EO trying to pose in the front with the belt, and it was like. Uh, we can we can see what they what they really want. Like, so uh, are you looking forward to the Rhea Ripley Raquel Gonzalez match? I am not for a TV match. Sure, they're friends. They've probably been wanting to do this match for a couple years now since they both got signed in like in the same like year, 2017. So sure, um, I'm sure like watching two gigantic muscular women like beat the shit out of each other. It could be a fun match, and I really like Raquel's matches. Not Raquel, but uh, Rhea's matches. So, um, I, I think I, they can have a good match. Do not put that on Takeover, though. Like, put I it on TV. Gotta, like, sell it as like the second biggest match on a ta- on a um, on a um, 
on an NXT Wednesday show. I think you would do Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai on TV, like, you know, based off the interference and then beating her down. And uh, immediately as Dakota loses, she's out in the way. So Dakota or Raquel is sitting right there. Yeah, so. right. And Raquel has been the one that win all but one of her, one of Dakota's actual matches in recent mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But then, like, you know, like once, you know how it is, once, once two giants stare at each other, and glare yeah. at each other. You already know, like that is the program. Fuck everything else. Yeah, like yep. they really, you know, amazing. Yeah, right. Who's next for EO? Um, who's next? Well, I think that they're not going to do war games. So I think it's actually going to be Aria, and. Do you know how they're going to get Rhea prepared for her, her title match? By beating a giant. That's right. Um, so I think they have that match. And if I were them, um, after that takeover, EO beats Rhea. Rhea moves up to the main roster. She wins the Royal Rumble. And then and then she takes on Charlotte at WrestleMania and she beats fucking Charlotte. That's what I would do to try to salvage the storyline. Look, remember when Triple H said we got a storyline in place for it? Yeah. This is the only way you can actually salvage it, right? Yeah, that's that's a good call. That's the only way. I'm not saying they want to do it because it's WWE, but like I was thinking about this uh, the other day. It's like. They talked about how they got a story to save it. That's the story. She wins. She comes up. She wins the Royal Royal Rumble. She beats her for the Raw Women's Title at WrestleMania after winning the Rumble. Like, cause who else? Who's supposed to win the Rumble next year? Shit. Um, maybe Sasha. <laughs> yeah, Sasha. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Like they'll ever give her anything. Challenge Charlotte. Swerve. I'm challenging you, Bailey. Yeah. Like, I think that'll be a match at WrestleMania, but I, you know. I think it'll be a match at WrestleMania. That, that's as far as I'll go, though. Um, but I don't think they'll involve the Rumble because, like, you know, they they don't like to give lasting things to Sasha. They, 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 you know, it's always fleeting. Bro, imagine the empty arena Royal Rumble. What the fuck is that going to look like? Um. Wow. I haven't even considered that. Like, I personally no countdown. Feel like, I personally feel like we're not even going to have WrestleMania in front of fans. So that means obviously we're not going to have uh, Royal Rumble in front of fans. But, like, I had considered, like, Royal Rumble, no fans. Yeah, that, that I mean, even, even in the Thunderdome, that feels wrong. So, yeah. 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 Uh, NXT title match. Karrion Cross, the Fallen Prey Lady, uh, against Keith Lee. Keith Lee uh, drops that fucker, uh, the, the NAC title, and he's off to the main roster. We didn't know that at the time, uh, but him and Cross went 21 minutes, rather long. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know when they said that uh, Cross separated his shoulder, but I never noticed it. I didn't notice it until um saw a picture. Yeah, okay, it should so look like someone bit that. the shoulder. Like, okay. <laughs> I never noticed it until like I, I never noticed it, and then like I saw after on Twitter that like, oh yeah, like he separated his shoulder. So I was like, oh, this that this double sucks. Like this match was not good, and then and it went twenty one minutes, and then he all separated his shoulder. So now like they're gonna have to fucking vacate the belt again, probably. Unbelievable. Like, this like, obviously they have no way of knowing that he's gonna it's gonna pop out the fucking socket on them, but still it's like that. 
damn, that's unfortunate. Like they treat this man like he was like he was Kevin Owens. Like immediately coming to the promotion, shot to the fucking belt. Fuck a North American title. Like what was it about Karrion Cross that wasn't it for like Matt Riddle or like Keith Lee? Or like Ricochet, or like any of these like superstar dudes that were like oh. super duper stars before they ever came in. Oh, you know what it is? Like Ricochet, he's small and he's black. Keith Lee, he doesn't have a good physique and he's black. Matt Riddle, he thinks too highly of himself. <laughs> he's not humble. Did I did I pretty succinctly answer those three yeah, why yeah. they didn't go with those guys that those obvious fucking superstar guys that should have went with like that? Yeah, like and then like this stuff. guy comes in, he doesn't have a track record of being like over anywhere. He doesn't have a track record of like great matches. He doesn't right. have a track record. Like, what are the? I actually had a conversation with someone who shall remain nameless uh, about you know this uh, subject, and my questions were like, what are the like metrics that are telling him to do this. Like, are there any uh, quarter hour ratings that he's popping? <laughs> like, like who does he wrestle best against? What type of faces can they match up against him? Like, are they just trying to literally snap their fingers and create a guy out of thin air? They're, like they're trying to make a guy like, and I don't, I don't begrudge them for that. But like the main, the thing is like, um, I, it's such a watch, departure from anything they do at this point. Yeah. I, I, I think there are specific matches for him that are good, um, but I have yet to see them on TakeOver, and that's kind of a big fucking deal. Um, like, I'm not impressed by him squashing a dude with a bad neck in a predetermined match. Like, like if you're going to squash somebody, I need, like, the... the, the I need... <laughs> I need the Leon Ruff, Marco Stunt-level squashes. They're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh I need the Cody God. squash. <laughs> yes, I need I need a, I need something like that. Um that Tommaso Chama match wasn't it for me. This match was not it for me. Uh I felt like, you know, I felt like they had a good start and then somewhere like it got to going way too long and then it just dragged. But like I felt like they started out strong. Um and it, it you know, I don't know when the injury started or whatever else, but like twenty if you told me that like the idea is we're gonna do Finn Balor not Finn Balor, but uh Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross for twenty one minutes, I would have told you cut that in half and you have a ma- way better idea. You have a way better match. But then again, we always talk about this triple H. He always goes too long uh in his uh pay per view or, or his pay per views for takeover and sometimes you get Gargano in in um in in uh, Almas or Gargano and Ciampa and or whatever other great match they've had or you know uh, Zane and and Neville and then a lot of times you also get like Joe Coffey. Yeah, um, it, it's a promotion for better or for worse molded in Triple H's image, okay. low baby face. So, um. <laughs> yeah, so Rich they have Keith Lee not only in the pants but he is working. In a sleeveless Under Armour. Yep, they've put a shirt on. Great to see uh, that Keith Lee has retired um, just immediately after dropping the NAC Championship. Like, I'm sorry, that's not Keith Lee. Like, I don't, I don't care to see him covered up by by like. If you don't think like he's in shape, then ask him to lose weight. Like, don't right. try to cover him up because he's been over everywhere he's fucking been. Right, uh, looking the way he looks. Right. And think about like who's in your roster. 
like Samoa Joe was hot as fish grease and he too had the same problems um it, it just makes no sense to me um I, I don't unbelievable it, 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 that's not gonna stop I, I'm, I'm going on Twitter to send out an inflammatory tweet right now yeah, so uh like Harley Race was never a draw because he had a bad physique right right it's it's just just dumb. It's like the shit doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like you're right. Like either tell them to lose weight, which they they probably can't these days, or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, just like I thought. Like Drew McIntyre interfered in the match. The match is already over. Incredible. Trip. Uh, Randy Orton took off running. It's amazing. Uh, we telling y'all live on air what's going to happen, and then the show is so long, like we get the result of what <laughs> happens. So you you get an instant victory lap, James. Like, yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of. Oh um, man, yeah. I mean, look, shout out to Drew McIntyre for like taking two punts to the face in short succession and still not getting stretched off, but like actually like come back and fighting, um, ready to fight. Like, shout out to him. Book strong, push strong. Appreciate I just sent it. I just sent a nice inflammatory tweet uh, out, out there. Uh, sad to see Keith Lee retired. <laughs> but overall, uh, they say takeovers don't miss. I, I don't. I think it missed again. Uh, overall, like it's not you know the super level that it, that it was like that. And maybe gone. You know they could pull their head out of their ass, but um, pandemic's doing them in and. It no, just ain't something right. AEW and Vincent Man's doing them in. They're making bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. Like, book your show. Stop trying to fucking compete against Clash of the Fucking Champions level ass wrestling. No one cares. Just do your show. Tell your stories you want to tell. Like, or, t- or tell satisfying stories. This, no. Like, all of this stuff where, like, you know, the. Like we haven't gotten to it, but like the f- decision to put the belt on Keith Lee, make him drop the other belt, make that belt vacated, so then it turns into all these series of triple threat matches. One of the people wins the match and gets fucking hurt, so then you have to like have second chance matches uh, with the people that didn't get pinned or submitted in these matches to then fill out the rest of the ladder match. And then for Keith Lee, after winning the belt on fucking June eighth, to lose the belt at on. Uh, August, uh, was it 22nd? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah we 22nd. didn't even talk about that part. It's like, that's <laughs> fucking, that's stupid. Because the, you are out here trying to, because you are out here trying to hot shot shit to match Clash of the Champions. Tell yours, look, do the show you were doing a, a year and a half ago. It's, it's crazy because, like, Triple H has come out here Nothing's going to change. Bullshit. Capped every step of the way. Do you think he actually believed it? Or do you think he already knew about what? That like he knew his show was already going to be changed. Do you feel like he already knew that? Or do you? Think oh, he, he like, had to know. If he doesn't know, like like Triple H is one of the like he's one of the, on, on the Mount Rushmore of elite get, level yeah. working. He's not, he yeah, had he's to too know smart to not know this. He's a master politically. He's, he's, if anybody he's going to lie to is going to be the fans. <laughs> he'll, he'll risk losing their trust and all that. But you know what that's going to result in? That's going to be like, okay, no young people want to watch your show. 
you're getting fucking slaughtered in the demos and your promotion's a shell of itself at this point. And it doesn't, you know, help that there's a fucking pandemic going on and your hot atmosphere that you always leaned on is gone. So with that out the way and now you have a shit atmosphere, all this doing all is doing is showing the warts uh, a little bit clearer now. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it I don't know why uh Keithley it shouldn't like if the whole idea was we're gonna put cross over somebody super hard, make a guy, have him beat Cole. Cole's more over than Keithley was. Not by much, but he was. Um and then have Keithley, because you know he's gonna leave in two fucking months. Have him put over Damian Priest. A person that he actually feuded with at certain points throughout like the beginning of or the end of last year, beginning of this year. Put him over. There you go. Like, but between the 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 no <laughs> Finn Balor doing no yobs, it's, Twitter it's a is on fire about this Keith Lee shit right now. It's, it's supposed cool. to be this this big this big debut, and they changed everything about the guy. Like, with it, the whole topic is not that he's wrestling Randy Orton on Monday Night Raw. They changed his music and they put fucking uh they put him they covered him up. What kind of music? What kind of what's his new music like? Cause I'm, not, I'm not going exactly like at like his old music was like greatest in the world anyway. But I don't. I have to hear the new music. Yeah, I haven't. You know, I, I've seen things like WWE 2K menu music. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Yikes. um, wow. We'll All see. Right. Yeah, so alright, we move on to AEW so this is now um, we get to it uh, yeah, the real what's the first, what was the first match? first match was FTR versus ah, uh, that's right the that's right. private party so uh, this was a uh, nice match, they opened already in the ring it was Saturday night, so it didn't air right at 6 o'clock, it had the NBA playoff game so the show started around 6.30, so later it was, it, it was fine, you know it, it felt like, it was nice to have Dynamite on a different night, just felt a little different um, and you know, with the tape shows that they've done, the crowd and atmosphere has been a little bit better uh, we might as well bring it up, they're going to be letting people in um, to uh, you know, Daly's place uh, going forward, it looks you, like they're going to be selling these... more people in because they're already letting people in. Oh well, they're going to be selling tickets now. Ah, so okay. Public. So wait, uh, those people that were already there weren't um, spending money on tickets; they're just getting let in free. Yeah, because those were like I think it was like friends and family, like business comps, and they were oh, okay. they were doing that to like essentially come up with their protocol for what they're doing now. Okay, Everything, everything's going to be cashless. The tickets are sold in like pods. You're spread out. Temperature checks, required face mask, and you're not anywhere near the um, lower bowl. I don't even think you can get past the hard cam uh, okay. the way it's set up. So, like, it, uh, Tony kind of kind of took cues from like Warrior Wrestling, what they did with that show with that big football field. And you know, if everyone just practices social distancing, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, the, I think the only way you could run into issues if you're in a line um, for a long time, like if you happen to get congregate in one space for a line, but uh, with the cashless stuff, uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm thinking about going all out. Are if, they, you know, if, 
if it you know happens. Like if I get that tickets. I believe they are, but it's all cashless. So like okay. you you don't have to make contact with anyone. So um yeah, but um open match, uh F T R what what are your thoughts on this whole thing, James? I would prefer it if they didn't do that, but whatever. Like, I mean, to be quite frank, it's like if they shut all this shit down, we talked about this before. Like, I don't necessarily need to see wrestling at all, but uh, whatever. People have came to other decisions. They were like, we got to do this, either stay alive or keep our contracts. So, um, I, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not a fan of them letting more people in, given that. Uh, Yes, it might be cashless, whatever else, but like you still got, you still got to have open up bathrooms and, and you know people got to. It depends on how many people there are. Like if they if this is a thing to where well I can't even say that like ten percent really, capacity, so five hundred out of out of like a five thousand seat building. Okay, so that's better than what I thought it was, but at the same time, it's still Florida. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if this maybe if this were like. Um, what what north what northeastern um corridor state has good is it vermont or is it maine i think it's maine this from maine and they had like you know as good you know um a handle on outbreak as um as that then i'd be less i'd be you know less apprehensive but like it's florida it's a fucking disaster here so it's like you know uh so that's why that's really the main thing is like it's not necessarily the uh oh my god they interviewing mcintyre backstage and bro he's and albert comes orton orton just punts him for a third time this night <laughs> They're playing fucking tag. Like, <laughs> don't, don't get that rematch any way you can. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. If this weren't Florida, I wouldn't have as big a, of a problem or the Southeast, quite frankly. But it's just you know, it's way too fucking t- dangerous out here uh, with the amount of spread that's going on out here. Like, there's no way they're not putting somebody you know that's that's sick or can transmit this shit in. By the dozens inside of uh, that building, there's no way they're, that they're not doing that every week. Uh-huh. Like you're just running a risk of spread. So we had FTR and Private Party. Uh, so Tully Blanchard is out there with the FTR jacket, and he's managing them now. Uh, I, I watch everything, and I didn't even <laughs> understand uh, when this started, but apparently they're together now. Um, I thought this was a okay match. I, you know, it wasn't anything super special, but um, it, it, you know, I thought it was a good showing for Private Party. FCR gets another win because it looks like they are on a B line uh, to Kenny and Hangman. Uh, they got the Good Night Express for the win. Yeah, I really like this match. Uh, I thought this was the best match I saw on Dynamite this um on Saturday. Uh, I really enjoyed the tact that they use over and over with, you know, they pretend they don't know how the fucking tag rules work, even though that's the whole thing is all the tag rules, like, they, one one's on the floor and tags the other end, the ref is like, you can't get in while the other one goes and cheats while the ref is taken, I, I thought I really appreciated that, like, mm-hmm. they did a lot of neat, you know, normal, you know, <laughs> tax attorney stuff they do, um, so it was... It was a really fun match. Um, I thought this one, like, one of the... This might be the... I can't remember last time um, I liked a uh, private party match this much. Um, that was an actual private party match, not the 
you know, the Mark Quinn Cody match. But I like the fact that he put Mark Quinn in as a guy to get the heat for the hot tag for Isaiah Cassidy because, you know, they both need to show they can do that as baby faces. So, um, you know, as a, as a, um, kind of a style switch, I thought that was cool. Um, I enjoyed the match, really did. Um, well, as far as the thing, uh, with Tully, I thought, isn't, I thought he, they were with Arn like a few weeks ago when right. they signed their contracts. Right. So it's all in the, you know, I, like maybe it was a fallout. Is this a setup and they're the, going to start the horsemen with those two managing them? No idea. Like it, it's, I guess in the fallout of the, um, the tag team appreciation night, Tully started aligning himself with the FTR. Uh, because he enjoyed that they beat down uh, the rock and roll, which Tully, if there's anything he liked, right. is beating down the rock and roll. So, right, but, but, right, but wouldn't Arn also too enjoy such a thing? Maybe Arn's, uh, you know, mellowed out in his uh, uh, later years. As you can see, Tully has not. <laughs> All right. Um, so Marshley cut a promo on MJF. He said, uh, MJF's campaign makes it, uh, makes for good TV and it's entertaining, but he doesn't need to hear uh, about his faults from MJF. He can just ask his wife, uh, <laughs> Renee Young. Um, <laughs> Mark said he doesn't like people who constantly talk about themselves like MJF does. He said, all the MJF's talking makes him think MJF is hiding something. I like that line. Um, he said he hopes uh, that MJF is who he says he is, the man that's going to carry this company for decades because Mox, you know, he said he ain't going to be around to do this shit. So he may, might not even have another 18 months. I think he's being Stop a little generous, cap. but Stop yeah. Um, said he hopes that MJF can move out of his parents' basement and lose his virginity. Moxley promised to punch, kick, and elbow smash MJF's skull with his skull on September 5th. And he said he'll be the champion one day, but that's not going to be September 5th. Yeah, uh, he also said the line about taking off from the, I think he's hiding something, you know, he's, talks, he, he's a funny guy and he's hiding behind, you know, and then he talked about how the, all the kicks and the stuff he's going to do to him in the ring, I think then we'll finally get to see what you're hiding. I thought this was that another triple. I thought it was another triple. Mm-hmm. Um, you keep talking about the analogy of baseball with him, I thought he hit another triple. Like, he's my promo of the year right now. So then, uh, MJF was in a promo and a neck brace. Uh, so yeah, yes. man took, took the damn, <laughs> he took the fucking paradise shift last week. He started this, uh, this, uh, change.org petition to get the move banned. Uh, MJF compared dictator John to Nixon and Castro. Uh, man, <laughs> he said that the paradigm shift is an abomination and that has left him mangled. One day he wants to have a family. He's like doing the serious face, looking like he's about to cry and all this other stuff. It was really kind of hokey, but good acting. Um, and he, you know, he won't be able to play catch with his kids as a result of the paradigm shift. Then MJF's lawyer took over and cut a whole promo on Mox, and it was awesome. Um, he talked about the petition, and he uh, said, you know, the paradigm shift could be deadly, according to some experts that he talked to. Um, the lawyer said that if Mox doesn't agree to ban the move from this title defense against MJF, he'll sue him. I'm not normally a fan of legal talk and suing in wrestling, but um, whatever. Uh, you know, sign the contract, ban the move. So they, it looks like they're putting it on the table that the um, they um, you know, ban the finisher ban match. So maybe either Mox debuts another finisher, or that's his out for if he drops the title. Uh, overall, I thought it was a you know good back and forth. Um, this was my 
I've, I enjoyed this promo from Moxley, uh, not Moxley, but from MJF more than anything I've seen from him in this whole build. Um, I, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the nonsense Trumpian shit. It was actually just like, I am a comedy heel. Like people hate my guts and I'm in pain. So I'm going to let people laugh at me. I thought it was very well done. Um, what, what was the number of people that signed the petition? Was it five million? It's five million, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot the number. <laughs> that fucking fucking nuts! So, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was. I thought he was a great goofball. Um, I really did. Uh, I, I, I thought this was the best work on Mike between both of them to build this program. Um, I think at a certain point they're at the beat down. Um. Moxley, they're going to have to get heat on you to get you buy buy into MJF actually winning this belt, but you know there's still time. Yeah, they've got uh, Dynamite's going to be this Thursday, and I think there are two Dynamites the following week. So, like there there may be like a um, yeah, I think there's two Dynamites the next week. So I have to look, but um, after that uh, we have the eight man tag: Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Dustin Rose, and QT defeating the Butcher, the Blade, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon Junior. Um, they did you know, a lot of you know it's just a big eight man tag and uh, you know so, some high flying moves and uh, you know Luchasaurus running wild and a bunch of shit, but uh it, it ended up breaking down to an argument between um the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade and Jungle Boy rolled up the blade for the pin and then Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade were pushing each other, which I was sad to see because I've such enjoyed their alliance and their their kinship and friendship. It just you, you never picture those guys hanging out together, but it just works. Um and then uh Eddie Kingston comes out. Glad to see Eddie Kingston. I haven't seen him in weeks, and I would assume that's because this company is booked station to station, and then it's not as easy to just stick someone in that you sign off the street. Um, so this is a nice way to get him on the show. Uh, he cut a nice promo, said they all came from the Indies, and now they're on TNT. He knows TNT knows drama. Wink, wink. Right. Uh, but that doesn't mean there should be drama between the five of them. Only thing is holding them back from becoming champs with lack of unity. Stick with, stick together, stick with me, and he's gonna, you know, take them to the promised land and get what they want, essentially. And uh, since Pot can't get in the country, uh, Eddie Kingston can be the mouthpiece. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, I I really enjoy when he said that Phoenix is one of the greatest luchadors ever because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> already so I was like I'm, I'm okay with that like I, I enjoyed all the stuff he said to him like what the fuck what, why are y'all acting like this so I, I just I really thought it was cool um I like the part at the end where it's like oh he's manipulating all these people yeah like, he looked at the camera the wink. wink I'm like alright if I were you I would not be fucking with Luke with Pentagon but alright <laughs> play Mark, if you want to look, you will be getting on. chopped you may be getting uh railroad spikes in your forehead Hold on, did you say chopped? I because also the butcher. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, I'm talking K fans, like you know. He also like, called him. He also called him Big Butch. That's right. Oh, you stupid! Yeah. I'm not even gonna touch that. Go you, you can move Go on. You can move on. You can move on. You can move on. So I'm not discussing that with you. you know. Not doing it. Uh, they showed uh Britt Baker vignette, um her and uh Reba in the gym with Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian and Ford and Sabian making making out. Uh Britt Baker told him to uh, stop all that shit because number one cavity causing bacteria to spread through human saliva and they've been spreading it a lot back and yeah. forth. Um 
then Britt offered them a year of free dental care uh, if they joined Reba and her in a handicap match against the base wall. And then she and they offered, not, and they were not thoroughly convinced yet. Correct. Um, and then uh, Britt offered a year of free makeup from Reba, who did not look like she was down with this. Um, if Ford accepted, then Ford agreed. So Penelope Ford, a hard bargain. Um, and all Sabian wanted to do was uh, get back to that face. So, <laughs> um, so next week we got Big Swole versus those three. So maybe Swole will have a friend. Well, uh, it's really those two, but you know it'll really be those four. Yeah. 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 So, um, then Tony Schiavone, uh, it was time to interview Orange Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy came to the room with best friends before he spoke. Chris Jericho came out there saving us from uh, Orange Cassidy having to speak. Um, he put Cassidy over with his Jericho like logic. He's like, Oh, yes. you know, you've been learning from me. Like. <laughs> Yes, this this, um, this is what you call a evil person with a coping mechanism. Like, you know, yes, I've made I've made you better. I, you beat you me know. because you got better because you were chasing after me. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, he said he's only been pinned three times in AEW, and Orange Cassidy has a win over him. Then he challenged him to a rubber match at All Out. Jericho said he's uh, involved in creating one of the most famous gimmick matches ever, uh, involving, involving a briefcase, a briefcase and, and a ladder. Like, we know exactly what that is. Don't um, get sued. Yep. He said he's done it again, and he threw it to a video package, and then the video package outlined the rules of what is called a Mimosa Mayhem match. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I'm still I was just like, like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, all right, a pin submission or just you thrown to your fucking doom in, in this fucking Mimosa. This aren't this Mimosa, essentially. Like, I was like, oh, so Chris Jericho found a way not to get pinned again. Ah, <laughs> elite level working. Like, but I'm down with the stipulation. I think it's hilarious. Sign me up for the most mayhem match. It's the goofiest sounding shit. Not the goofiest sound, but it's Bro, the goofy sounding. He shit. is going to uh, knock Chris Jericho into the fucking mimosa with one of the shin kicks. I fucking guarantee it. <sighs> I hope not, but any, but that's not his point. Five hundred cases. The idea of what was it? Eighty gallons of orange juice and five hundred cases of champagne will mix together, and it will it will be thrown into a vat or some drum or whatever the fuck of uh of of a yeah. You may fall into it or you can get pinned or submitted. I'm just like this. This is just this is just ridiculous. This is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um, whatever, man. Like you know, it's Orange Cassidy match. At least they're not doing DDT ass to mouth wrestling. So I'm okay. Whatever. Yeah. We'll see. What, we'll see what the match looks like. Um, I'm sure it'll be no DQ or something like that. But but we'll see. Yeah, so uh, they said pin, pin submission or uh, thrown in there, so I don't think there's going to be a DQ. You can't win by a DQ. So, so. Yeah, yeah, so I think there's going to be some smoke and mirror type stuff with like the inner circle and the best friends and cool, whatever. The more the merrier, like this is this is now goofy, so whatever. Or, once you, once you... Going in to drink, right? <laughs> I don't expect that. I expect them to like grab a glass or or a glass or whatever and then just basically snatch it and take a sip. Yep, uh, yep. That's why somebody's doing that. Somebody's yeah. definitely doing that. Yeah. Um. 
So Cassidy then accepted the challenge, um, came to the ring with to Toast, uh, but the Inner Circle attacked and left uh, Orange Cassidy in the best friend's land, and yes. Jericho dame-dashed this man and poured the champagne all over him. <laughs> dame-dash lives. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, the beatdown was fun. Yeah. beatdown was fun. Yeah, After- another enjoyable promo. He's a fucking gimmick. He's always been a gimmick, yep. but he's just, he's just a gimmick. This is everything. Just, just Jericho. He's out of his mind. He's yep. always out of his mind. Yep. Um, then up next, we had the Elite against the Dark Order, four, three, four, and five, uh, which is Silver Reynolds and uh, Alan Angels. Yeah. So uh, this was a very good match. Um, lots of creative spots um lots of fast movements uh cool moves from from everyone nate jackson's hot tag uh unfortunately was on during a commercial which i you know i don't think you (laughs) i don't know how the fuck that happened you don't ever want to do that um but lots of solid solid work and uh kenny ended up pinning alan angels uh with the one winged angel for the win um so lots of crazy dives and everything else so how big of a victory lap does Kenny Omega take on, like, the Allen Angels thing? I mean, that's what commentary is more or less doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> commentary is putting over, like, yeah, you know, he, he had that match with Kenny, and it took him to look where he's at now. It's like, well, gee, it's almost as if, like, you know. Uh, yeah, it's like, man, doing the, anybody, it doesn't hurt anybody to, do a, to go long against somebody that's a nobody, like, nowadays. Like, maybe, you know, the 90s, yeah, the 2000s, maybe. Like, the last five years, no, no one gives a shit. Like, there's too much wrestling, there's too much wrestling now as it is to care about some shit like that. Like, Bro, I, I, feel, I feel even more vindicated for, for, um, jumping out that hard as I did on it that week to combat that foolishness. I was like, what if they see something in this guy? We never know who he might turn into. Right. And like one of the things about it was Sadden or just anybody that's in, you know, um, in wrestling media, that's a big name. is like, it's cool to have these ideas, but you don't have to tweet everything you think. (laughs) Right. Like you're going to put that, like if he had put that on the podcast, right. I don't think anybody would have heard that shit. No one would have like took offense to it. No one would have been like, "That's fucking stupid," All right? Like people would have been yeah. like, "Yeah, you, you, yeah, I can see that." But like once you put it on Twitter, it's like it's, it goes somewhere else. Like I was just yeah, obviously like we always talk about like it's it's a toxic you know environment. But like yeah. dancers never tweet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I tweet rarely. I don't have to uh, do with that bullshit that comes to, that comes to a lot of people. They um. So, what did you think about three, four, and five in here? Like, did they look like they like belonged like in there? Like, because um, like these are like nameless, faceless guys essentially. Like, you know, over the last couple months they've been getting built up and they've caught fire on BTE. So that's kind of rolled over. It seems like the television that and that's helping out the Dark Order. I think a great deal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as a person who does not watch BTE, like I thought, I got more out of Reynolds and Silver the week before. Um. Was that the week before when they had that match? Or was it two weeks? I think ago? it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I felt I, I enjoyed that match more two weeks ago than this match. Um, but still, I thought you know, um, I thought it was a fun match, but I didn't think it was great or anything like that. Um, it, it felt a lot like they were just out there, to, like the Omega or the or sorry, the Elite Rider, just to be out there because like they need a spot. Um, but 
you know. So, so Kenny, like, um, like Matt, he's he kind of snaps after the match because, like, you know, him and Alan Angels have this thing or whatever, and he's gonna fucking finish him, uh, forever apparently. Yeah. And Matt Jackson tries to pull him off him, and Kenny slightly grabs him by the throat, and then quickly moves his hand like to his shoulder, like, all right, all right, like he turned around, but. Man, some some something's kind of off about this uh, Kenny guy. I, I don't know what's quite going on, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like he was trying to impale him on the ladder, which is like okay, like he's trying to murder dude. Like it's not the first time he's tried to murder somebody. Like he was trying to murder uh, Sammy Guevara twice. Like when they ran him over with the golf cart with Matt uh, Hardy, and then we. You know, gave him one wing angel off the top of the fucking uh, op- opening of the stadium. Like he was trying to murder him twice. So it's like, don't like I. I see Man, it's, it's going, going somewhere. It's going somewhere, but I don't know where it is. And ultimately, like I don't know if um, I'm ready to see Hill Kenny Omega yet. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think he's. Uh somebody's going to, like, he's going to snap on somebody. It's coming because he's been the one trying to hold this shit together for months, going back to, you know, him and Hangman and the Bucks, you know, all the the tension there, and I don't know, some some ain't right, but um, Alex Marvez, okay? All right, Rich. uh, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, triple threat, no holds bar match at Payback. Not a shock. Put the belt on Roman. Get the fuck out of the way. Start having them beat people. So I mean, look, they're going the route that you know you suggested. Like if they're going, if they're going to do troopers throughout the match, let them go out there and do the monster, spoken mirror, you know, sports entertainment gimmick stuff. So should be a good match between those three. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, please don't. Like let Braun Strowman like rip rip the fucking half of the Thunderdome down. Please, <laughs> please. Put the belt on Roman Reigns and. Like, stop worrying about everything being a fucking coronation. Just fucking do it. Like, that's it. That's how you beat the shit. Um, then, uh, Alex Marvez announced a gauntlet match uh, next week for the, uh, to determine the challengers for All Out. I mean, FTR is like undefeated and Kenny and Hangman have fucking cleaned everyone else out. So I don't know why they need to do this match, but I would think this is probably going to not just set up page and omega's match but it'll probably set up the young bucks's match um unless you know they they do some shit where like there's a draw at the end with ftr and the bucks or the bucks are out of there before ftr gets in there and someone calls the bucks to be out of there might be ftr um something i don't know what's going to happen but the um it's the natural nightmares will take on the bucks the winner of that will then face the best friends winner of that will then face ftr yeah, um, I can see, uh, I can see the Young Bucks winning the first match, losing the second one, then you end up getting, um, Best Friends versus FTR, FTR wins, then you get the match. Like, I don't think it's a good idea to do Young Bucks versus, uh, Young Bucks versus FTR on TV without, like, blowing that off in front of a crowd. Or in, or on pay per view because fuck a crowd at this point, but I think I think you save that for a pay per view match. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even let them to be in the ring at the same time. I would, <laughs> I would get them <laughs> out of there before, uh, they're even on the screen together. Like, like it's on Drew McIntyre shit. Make sure they off the screen by the time, uh, FDR comes out there. Yeah. Or use like Tully Blanchard to fuck them or something. Like, I don't know. Like, they gotta, I look, this is a test of, of, um, of AEW's booking. And, you know, they usually like, just address the shit head on and just be like, cause a couple of weeks ago we were like, well, man, does Darby Allen got to lose again? Yup. He has to lose again. And it's going to be on him to get himself over during the match. And, but he's going to lose and he'll be fine. He'll come back one day. So I'm not expecting bullshit. Um, so right, right, right. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. I'm not expecting some draw either. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so after that, we got Darby Allen versus Will Hobbs in about a three minute match. Hobbs got a lot of offense. James, is, was this your first time seeing Will Hobbs? Yes, it was. Um, what'd you think? I see exactly the same stuff you were telling me about him. Um, you know, he got most of the offense in this match, probably got what, 70 30. Um, so <clears throat> he, lo- he ends up losing, but like, you know, Darby, you know, had to do credit resort to crazy things to beat him. Like, you remember this? You remember the uh, you know he always does that that um, between these bottom and middle rope dive that he always does, like he torpedoes in somebody. Yeah. I I'm almost certain his head hit the concrete. I'm almost certain his head hit the concrete. <laughs> it's like I he's out of control. That. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was bad. Um, so but anyway, like you know he ended up winning and he's a lay down on the floor because he got destroyed by this big dude that like beat the shit up most of the match. So you know they gave him something. They gave him more than, you know, so you can't say, like, he just beats, you know, like, he did take a muscle-bound man put his face in the same as he won the match, but he, he wore his ass out. He wore the, he wore the established star or the, the, you know, rising star's ass out to win the match, so that was good. Yeah, uh, so I, hopefully this was a sign that somebody wanted to make sure Will Hobbs wasn't squashed, but they wanted to give him a look, yeah. finally. Yeah. Um, he had new gear too, so this is the first time I saw that gear. So maybe maybe he'll be around. Um, so after that, uh, Taz cut a promo immediately from the announced desk. He said, "Team Taz is rolling." He introduced uh, the newest member of Team Taz. His name also was Darby. Um, and then Ricky Stars came out dressed as Darby. Cut yes. a promo mocking Darby Allen's yes. delivery, and Taz was laughing like he was <laughs> or something like that. I like, was laughing like that too. Um, <laughs> then Brian Cage uh, attacked Darby. No, 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 no. We not finna just skim past that, uh, this promo. This man came out here, and you know Darby has the writing on his chest at times, and on this man's chest it said emo. <laughs> then, then Stark said, "Stark's basically like there is a trope in a lot of like teen movies about like the disaffected teen, like the unfeeling teen as, as like he's too cool to care or, or to the person or man or woman, the person is too cool to care. Uh, and that's what they did. That's what they, they did a parody on Darby acting like he's actually that one. Obviously, like if you were to, uh, strip some layers from Darby. That would be some. That would be a, a honest. That would be a good critique of him. Like if he were like poorly, uh, a poorly thought out character. Hmm. If he was WWE main rosterized, that's what he would be. Then we will be able to climb him as such. So I thought, yeah, it was a good, it was a good take on it. I thought it was very good. Um, and then they decided to wear his ass out, and you know. <laughs> 
I thought it was, I thought it was yeah. very, very, I thought it was very, very good. Um, I thought it was interesting that, like, you know, uh, the loner thing happened. It was, you know, the Taz gang. I thought Moxie may have came to make this, came to make the save, but nah, you just getting your ass whooped. Yeah, uh, and it seems like you know uh, Cage is kind of like they've swapped spots him and Ricky at least for in short term, and it looks like you know Ricky and Starks are probably going to have that match probably at all out if I had to guess in, in the young guy spot. Fine by so, me. Fine by yeah. me. Um. So after that, he shot an angle. Uh, Sam Guevara came to the stage with his uh, cards and I uh, sent Matt a message, and then Matt Hardy attacked Sammy with a chair and laid him out. Um, he continued the attack when he came back from the break and he threw Sammy off the stage through a table. Yes. Then they announced that, um, you know, he said that he was going to do essentially what, uh, Sammy did to him with the chair, but the refs came out and stopped it. And eventually they announced that they would be doing a match next week, tables match, uh, between him and Sammy. So that did not make it to the pay per view. Yeah. How many good table matches have you ever seen? <sighs> So the Dudleys and Hardys at the Royal Rumble at 2000, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Tables and matches aren't something I like. It's a stipulation. Remember? Like, oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and yeah. So it's like you know, we'll see how they do it, but um, you know, like I just as hope long as good. I was gonna say as long as no one does that big show sharded um through the table thing. <laughs> was that uh, was that Extreme Rules 2012? Yes. Yeah. Or no, 13, I think. No, no, or no. It was, it was it was 12. It was 12. You sure? Yeah. It was yeah, cuz it was uh, yeah, Cody. Yeah. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz it was Cody in like 2013 Big Show was uh against <clears throat> the Shield with Sheamus and Orton. Gotcha. Yeah. So um after that, um, Shivani oh, then threw. No, 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 no. We're not. Don't talk about the WrestleMania and then not talk about how Big Show <laughs> saved the crowd that was telling, uh, telling Orton and Shane to get the fuck out of here by coming out there and breaking up that match. Like they shat all over Orton and Shane. <laughs> in yeah. this match, in this match. Thank you, Big Show. <laughs> Thank you, Big Show. <laughs> A year later, they won. They made him retire, or two years later, retire. Yeah, maybe we yeah. are fickle as as uh, the rest. So <laughs> much Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they are. Maybe maybe we just are. But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see what they do. Then Shivani uh, threw to a pre-tape promo from NWA Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa. So uh, Tony Khan just. Uh, well, later on in the show, I'll get to it, but just Tony Khan's just flexing all over, like, it seems like with, you know, uh, you know, the personnel uh, choices here. Uh, Thunder Rosa cut a promo, half in Spanish, half in English. She said, uh, she heard Sheeta's call for challengers. She's here to help. And they made sure the, um, NWA title was prominently featured and they announced, you know, she's challenging Sheeta for the, uh, I don't know if it's for the title at the pay per view. Um, could, could this be a situation where it's not for the title, where it's like a Takumi Aroha versus Mayu situation to where she comes in, beats the champ, and then like, you know, sets up a down top road. match down the line? Yeah. Um, yeah. could be, 
Um, either way, uh, I think that this is a good idea to keep them from doing, overdoing, you know, um, title match with Nyla Rose versus Small Woman. So, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, I, I do appreciate they were able to get the old Mildred Burke on the, on the, uh, on the program, you know. You know, you know how people, you know how people call old guns the Daniel Boone. I'm gonna start calling the NWA Women's Championship the Mildred Burke <laughs> out there with that, that old ass looking belt. <laughs> that shit say 1948 on it, Rich. That belt old as fuck. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I, you know, I'm glad they, I'm glad they went out there and got, um, Thunder Rosa, um, they, you know, given what we are, like, I'm glad that, like, after some criticism that they've received over the past few weeks, or, you know, just knowing where they've been as far as, like, the lack of, you know, television time they can give any of these women, like, they are now, you know, starting to recruit some of the people that, like, a lot of people were like, hey, how can you have a little this person? It was like, well, we got them. How about this person? They got them. Thank you. Like, now you can actually, now it seems like, you know, with Savoy, with Diamante, with Ivelisse, with uh, Thunder Rosa, you know, we'll see what happens with, you know, someone like a um, Allison K. Like, it looks like they're going to have some, you know, some matchups that can actually be, you know, quality matches on TV or pay-per-view. It's funny. It's like, I don't know if Tony Khan just waits to, like, reveal the person, like, the next one that they're, like, complaining for, and then, like, he just drops them out, and then it's like, yeah, you know, um, and then combined with uh, we had the uh, women's tag team cup final right after that. Evilise and Diamante defeating Brandy and Allie uh, in the championship or the finals uh, to win the cup. Uh, so uh, this whole thing was a Brandy Rhodes. Oh wait, wait a minute, they lost. Hold on, what? Um, <laughs> so uh, this actually, I, I thought it was cool. I'm sorry. Did people think that like it was fate complete? Like they just knew that like Brandy and Hunger was gonna win. Correct. I haven't, I haven't followed it all to even know. So like, I, I once I saw like I looked at <laughs> I looked at Grab and saw them star ratings <laughs> for that turn. I'm like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. But um, yeah, I uh, I heard the matches were not that good. There may have been like a couple that were average. Uh, maybe three that were average, but yeah, I just I hadn't followed the tournament, but I knew they were in the final. Um, but was the talk that people were like, you know, people hate Brandy so much that people were like, they're just gonna have. Oh yes, blah, blah, blah. okay, all right. This is a this thing is a whole Brandy Rose vanity project. This ah. is solely exists to push her. Ah. Um, so it was funny. So after the reveals of um <laughs> of Rachel Ellering. Nicole Zavoy. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? We had Ty Narconsi. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking uh, Thunder Rosa now. Yep. Ivelisse and Diamante. Yep. And also them beating Brandy in the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and book, booking Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, Tony Rukan could just tell them to hold his dick, right? Because these are all things that were taped. Weeks ago, ahead of all this shit. Was it taped? Bro, the tournament's been taped forever. Like, as far as, like... Oh, no, 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 I'm know, not talking about the when tournament. When they started airing that shit? No, I'm talking about, like... Like, all the these people, like, you need to start... Oh, that's been taped, too. 
they taped in twos, right? Like that was taped two weeks ago. That that was taped two weeks ago, and I believe the women's tag cup was taped like two weeks before that. So okay. like all these people were on the way in, like as as these you know these mm-hmm. this loud section of Think Peace Twitter got louder and louder. All these people, like Tony Khan, was already ahead of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, what I would say is that's a cool idea, but I don't think this is what actually happened because I wouldn't personally like book things and infuriate you because, you know, you feel like you're, I wouldn't book, I personally don't think that he would book to antagonize people into thinking like this division is shit and then like bring in the recruits. I don't think he would do that. No, I, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I think that like, you know, he was already like seeing where he the deficiencies the were he addressing the them. Right, right. Yeah. But the same thing, the same, at the same time, like don't put them, if there's all on the same taping, you can put them on the show earlier. <laughs> you could like, I don't, what was it? What was the match that she had a squash match on somebody what, two weeks ago? There was, there may have been no match like the week before the she match. Like there was a lot of, uh, a W dynamite that had like little to no women's wrestling on it. Like, if this is all the same set of tapings, then you didn't have to put all of that all on the same show, necessarily. Um, I mean, as far as the, I'm talking about as far as the, uh, like, the, the reveal of Thunder Rose, like, you could have put that on there, like, a week ago or two weeks ago. But it, it ultimately doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It's like, you put it on TV, your TV was lacking quality women. Um, you brought in that tournament to try out some of these women, so like you know that was a cool thing to do, regardless. Uh, and now you got some. It looks like you got some talent now. Um, when it was like a struggle, and Brits coming back too, so that also helps as well. Yep. Um. So after that, um. So like, uh, QT like jumped on the apron. Evelise ended up uh hitting him off, and Diamante uh gave Allie some move and beat her. And instead of you know the roses, uh, Medusa was out there. Uh, they want they were there to present medals, flowers. They threw the flowers down and they uh, held up the Puerto Rican flags because if it's anything about our Puerto Ricans brothers and sisters, they love their flag. <laughs> <laughs> More than the most jingoistic American does. Look, um, um, I don't know if that's just a uh, how do you? Say, I don't know if that's just a Puerto Rican thing or if that's just like a just island thing. Like it don't matter if you're from a uh, a Afro Caribbean island or if you're from a Latin Caribbean island. You finna you finna sport that flag, Jack. You finna rep it. You name you name me somebody that's that's from the Caribbean and don't rep they set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, no, they, they no, let look, you know. Look, I love it. Yeah, I love it, but I'm just like I. We know <laughs> once you look once you come in with the clothing or like the uh, the uh, windshield the windshield or sorry the uh, the back windshield is the flat the mini flag is hanging off of that. We already know what the time it is. I love it. Yeah. Um, so after that, we had, um, you know, they started talking about next week. Jericho's going to be on commentary, tagging gauntlet match, Hardy and Sammy, MJF and Mosley in contract signing, swole against, uh, Britt and the Britt Baker team, uh, for next week. And I would assume they'd announce one more match because I think they're missing a big match, but, um, uh, right? well. Well, yeah, they, that gauntlet match—that's that's probably the big match. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how they, that should, I mean, it has to go like an hour. Yeah. Um, so after that, minutes. 
the main event. <laughs> this has been an awesome show, and then this happened. <laughs> Brody Lee versus Cody. This uh, this was a great show for the all these hardcore wrestling fans care about are the matches. Like the best match on this card is what three and a half, maybe. Yeah. It's like, nah, this was not a night for the, this is not a night for the AEW, just for the moves wrestling fan base. Like, all they did was have shoot angles and, and have great ass promos all night long. So I don't want to hear that shit. And this ain't the first night AEW has done this, has had one of those kind of episodes either. Yeah. This was, um, seemed like it was strategically placed Saturday. They knew this would be a show. The ratings probably were going to drop Tuesday on that. I don't, I literally don't know what the rating you know, would be, uh, because out of his normal time slot, it is, you know, I think takeover had started, but you know, a lot less people watch that, uh, than national television. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know, but they clearly put this in a spot to make a statement. It was a standalone kind of event. And this was like, yo, Brody Lee blitz this fucking dude. Um, I fucking loved it. I love seeing Cody lose, get destroyed, uh, thrown, uh, not once, but twice to the mat with a vicious power bomb, beat on, destroyed, killed. Uh, and it looked like this, uh, adds further into my Cody Balboa theory, uh, of him just coming out here, uh, you know, and fighting after fighting all these setups, he get in there with somebody real. And somebody real gets his ass the fuck out of there in like three minutes. And Cody didn't hit one offensive move. Uh, Brody Lee looked like a fucking monster. Uh, the half and half suplex, the release Germans, the discus lariat. And this was a total squash. This was like one of the best presentations of how to like make somebody. Uh, this is supremely impressive. And like, I think Cody. I'm going, I, I did my clowning on, on Cody now, right? Now I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, do something serious. So Cody put a lot of like, he also put a lot of fires out for people that, you know, have said he's burying the mid card. He's burying guys. And this is this, this uh, vanity thing for him. And this is like, you know, just this this horrible title reign or whatever. I'm like, that couldn't be further from the truth. This has been like the best title reign of the year. This has been a title reign that has gotten people signed. This has been a title reign that has drawn solid numbers in every occasion that it's, you know, come up in. He's gone in there and not buried the roster. Everyone that he's beat that was on the roster typically is two years away from being two years away. Or it's one person Don't like school. Two yeah. years away, two years away is too disrespectful. That is, that is, that is, that is. <laughs> I mean, like Mark Quinn and Jungle Boy, like them, them dudes are twenty two. Like, come on, like no, like, you, no, no, no. You remember when that that line came from? That's disrespect. Don't do that. Like, yeah, that was from but, a fucking NFL NBA draft pick. That was like that. It's a foreign town. That was like he's yeah. never going to be good. And it, that was a night. That was a, uh, such a backhanded compliment. Don't do that to Jungle Boy Mark Quinn. Don't do that. That's so, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so these I guys. I Stephen A. Smith on. Don't, look, don't go that far. Don't look, go that far. Beating them is not some tragedy for their careers at 22 years old. Right. Um. 
the other people he beat. Let's see. Ricky Starks off the street. <laughs> a man that was without a contract before that match. Eddie Kingston, also a man off the street. A man that was without a contract before he came. Jake Hager. Are we really crying that he, he put Jake Hager in the ground? No. Like, <laughs> and no. then the only person that you might have thought about, it took like seven weeks. The rain was already established by the time he gets to Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't necessarily like the match. I didn't like how they kind of discarded Scorpio Sky. But ultimately, it's one person that he beat. Like, and in this promotion, literally everyone has shown they will lose at the right time. Yeah. From Kenny to Jericho, to now Cody, to Brody Lee himself. Um, I don't know if anyone's beat Moxley like clean as a single. No, not Or yeah, no, but like, like I'm not concerned about John Moxley doing business when the time comes. Right. Like um, this, this guy had a phenomenal title reign and it was like, and he fed it all to Brody Lee on a silver platter with a group that's fucking peaking right now. And we'll get to the post-match angle now, I guess. Um, the entire Dark Order comes out and fucking destroys him. Uh, Brody Lee pours the fucking belt, the broke-up-ass belt that Cody had on him uh, out there. Well, no, hold, fuck- on, hold on, hold on. The whole, okay, so the full beatdown is... He beats his ass, wins the belt, continues to beat his ass. Then you're like, all right, when is like the Nightmare Family going to come out here? And like, nah, they ain't know when they're going to come out here. Nah, they the goons came in the, and grabbed his ass, grabbed them, QT and and Dustin, and and um and collected their asses and put them down. They yeah. beat up Arn. Outcome. That that's what made me gasp. I was like, because Arn Anderson doesn't Don't do physical close. angles, right. so I was like, <gasps> like, and that's why I was, I knew I was like, oh, there's real heat going on right here. So then Brandy came out there do the same thing, like she's done in the past, uh, at different thinking it's sweet, whatever else, thinking that like no man will put will put paws upon her, uh, because they want to whoop uh Cody's ass that bad. And then I was like, in my mind, I was like. Where's Anna J? Where's Anna J? And then she showed up. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. And and then she choked her out. And then they continue, and then they pulled the port the, the pieces of the belt on on yes. top of the old belt on top of Cody. Just like he said, like once I win this win that new belt, I'm gonna give you the old one back. And a and this, and this one, I give it to you back in a million fucking Jenga pieces or jigsaw pieces. And I, I loved I, every I, second I, of this. I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought it was awesome. Awesome. And we talked about this either last week or two weeks ago about like how they rejiggered and reconfigured around uh, the Dark Order by sending them back down and retooling and then, you know, adding Brody Lee. Um, and then you talk about the BT stuff. Uh, and, you know, he had been protected. You know, he had a great record um, with the squash matches or whatever else. And then, you know, with the. I don't know how much of the story is other people think talking themselves into it or how much of the story is actually there where Cody is. Being the fightingest fighting champion, he's worn down, and then he gets his ass whooped by a real dude. Um, but it, you know, it could be there. It, 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 it could be there. If they want to play on it. That's it's still there. But um, I, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I really did. I thought the whole beatdown stuff was great. It was total destruction. It felt like Thanos at the end of fucking Infinity War. Like everyone's fucking just destroyed and decimated. Um, yes. 
the complete opposite of the last time the Dark Order left, you know, or right. they went off the show with the like, Dark Order, the like... Fu- yeah, the end of uh, 2019, the last Dynamite of 2019, like, what the fuck is this? Like, this yeah. Is, like, like, it's amazing, like, that, because all that tells me is, like, they have the ability to fix some shit right. and, like, and reroute it and get someone over and just tweak it, and then it's totally acceptable months later. Yeah, that's what we committed. Our, just I, amazing. I, I personally committed up for that. What was that? Two weeks ago, like when he won, when they won that um, that was it a eight that person, eight man tag, eight person tag match, or I'm sorry, yeah, eight person tag match, whoever it was. I was like, you see, or Brody six get, twelve person tag. Yeah, that's sorry. what it was. Yeah, because yeah, so many people in and out of that match. But I was like, when they won that match, like this is appropriate, and look what they've done over that time, and like this is another example, like this to a further extent, like this is even better than that. So yeah, like. Just a great job. Just a really, just a really good ass job. Um, yeah. I was pumping my fist like watching this. Who do you want to see him um, wrestle on the pay per view against? Honestly, Cody. <laughs> um, In two he weeks, did, he did the stretcher job. Um, right. They're, they're going to be updating us on his condition, and they flipped him off the stretcher, just like Strowman and Roman, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, but like he's got to lose to Brody Lee again. Like I, I wouldn't flip the belt immediately back to him uh, in mm-hmm. two weeks. I wouldn't do that. Uh, Brody Lee, I, I don't know. If we talked about him enough in particular, but like WWE saw no value in this guy literally less than a year ago, and this man has come in here on a fucking vengeance. Like I don't care what color he is. This man's doing the best work of his fucking career right now. Yeah. He's in awesome shape. He's over. He can talk. He can work. He's a monster. But that's the thing. We always knew this about him. Yep. Rich, we were seeing praises before WrestleMania 30. Correct. We we're like, he's a, he, fuck Bray Wyatt. He's the worker. Yep. And then, you know, you look at the end of 2014 after the, um, the Sting, the Survivor Series 2014 match with the, <clears throat> you know, the Authority and Sting, whatever else, and you know, the the week, like, when he won the IC belt um, against Ziggler and he had the, um, the Intercontinental title match, like, the, even before that's in the middle of that summer when he had the match with, uh, against the Usos on, on I think it was Payback, because yeah, that was in Tampa, right? Yes. Yeah, you were there, weren't you? Uh, Battleground, actually. About Battleground, something. Yeah, like, He's always been a great worker or whatever else, one of the best big men in the business. It's just like when WWE gave him spots, it was like, you know, whether it was even if it was 2017 at the beginning when he left the Wyatts or whatever else, it was like they kept giving him stuff from time to time, like bits and scraps. And, you know, it was just like, it's just a glut of talent in WWE, right? Like, I think that's one of the things with AEW is like America or America and the wrestling world in general has so much TV talent that like WWE has a fucking we've been talking about this for years but they have a over embarrassment uh it's beyond an embarrassment of riches like and like you go somewhere where he's his services are you know being utilized and you see it like the stuff we were seeing from him in the spots and you know the Shield versus Wyatt matches and what we saw at times. It's here and like it's actually a singles act and he's the leader of a faction and like he's doing great with it. Like I yeah. can't say the WWE never saw talent in them because they clearly did. It's just they just they it's another they talent. Ain't seen him like this. They right, ain't right, seen him right, like right, this. Right. this. That's true because like... he didn't. He, you know he doesn't have a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got this one thing for you, this one thing for you only, and if you can't do it, or just fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Amazing. We always knew that Bray Wyatt, we always knew that, like, if the time came, like, that dude go out there and have killer matches. Like, we saw it for years. We saw it yep. whenever he was in put in position to have killer match, whether it was the Wise versus the 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 uh, the Usos or the Wise versus the Shield or him versus Randy Orton or him versus AJ or him versus Ziggler or the you know the Survivor Series match I talked about earlier. Like he always delivered. Or hell, when he even got squashed against uh, Brock Lesnar um, on one of those like non pay per view pay per view network shows, like he went out there and had a good match with him, even though it was like a couple minutes. This is Cody's first clean job uh, in singles in the promotion. Is it? First pinfall uh, clean loss. He did a job for Nick Jackson or the Young Bucks in that uh, fight for the Fallen tag main event. He's the one that got Uh, pinned? He's the one that got pinned, yep. Okay. Um, He did, of course, that ref stoppage with Jericho. So if you want to call that a submission, sure. Uh, But we know what that was. It was homeboy fucking him. Uh, MJF had to use like all types of cheating and, uh, I think the ring to knock him out to win. Besides that, he's rolled through everybody since then and laid down. And, you know, it's in service of a, of a big angle, it looks like. So it looks like it meant something. So, yeah. Um, Which, I, like, that, that's the match I want to see. I, I want to see him you know, eventually come back and fight Brody Lee. But do you think it's too soon to get a rematch? Mm-hmm. Cause he's gonna, what, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have, he's gonna have to cut a, a, a promo of the year level promo for me to be like, okay. <laughs> for, he's gonna have to get out, get up out of bed. He's he gonna have to get up. He's gonna have to rouse the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, that, that's, I think that's where they go for all out. So, um, and if you gotta beat him again, beat him again. But I fucking love this show. This was like, the angles like that's like raise the roof, two fists in the air, like oh my god, this is fucking oh I love it. That's and then of course uh, with Anna J jumping on Brandy, uh, you know it's kind of confusing with Brandy because this is the second time she's like turned babyface. It seems like by trying is to save actually, her husband. Do you really think that's actually a babyface turn again? No idea because like I don't know where in her heel uh, runs and babyface runs starting in because she's but, turned heel. She started randomly working heel at the start of this tournament. No, and okay. Now I guess what I'm saying is I think she's a heel right now that was concerned and tried to save her husband, and that's really it. I don't think she's actually yeah. tried to turn babyface by doing that. I, I, I just, I mean, I could be wrong, but it doesn't feel, I feel like narratively you can be an asshole and still care about like your spouse. Maybe, uh, it maybe, just looks, maybe, <laughs> Not, but, but right. it just looks funny in the light because like well, the last yeah. time, like yeah. with, with her, she's going back and forth so often she's yeah. looking like the big show. Yeah. So it's really confusing now. We don't know. Like we should be able to. Like in AW, we know most things, but her, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, speaking speaking of uh, no most things, we never really talked about this. We kind of skimmed through it, but that uh, explanation that the revival gave to Hangman was was ridiculous. ridiculous. Yes, and then when there was when the real line that gets dropped is. Like, do they think Hangman's a, a dummy? No, they're playing him like a fiddle because he's insecure about the Young Bucks, which then plays back on my thing where it's like, 
how is this guy the baby face y'all all love when the whole thing about him is he's trying to prove to the young bucks the guys that hired him or not hired him but like quote unquote found him and is trying to be nice to him that uh that you know like it's just weird it's like this is the dude that y'all like was cheering super duper hard for even though he's the actual asshole in the storyline like I, I get it. He drinks beer, but like, don't bullshit. I was gonna say, me. I was gonna say, it's the beer. Uh, it's the but, beer. No, it's, it's, it's the attitude. Like, it, it just resonates. Like, but the thing for me is like, back in January and February, when I was telling y'all, it's just drinking beer. Like, I felt like I was being told, like, nah, it's not just a beer. It's this incredible character. And like, once he gives you this story, this line is like, nah, it was the beer all along. I was right. And y'all just, y'all just fell for this. <laughs> Y'all just fell for the fact that this dude just won a bunch and like cool. Like if y'all were to tell me I like the dude because he start team with Kenny Omega and he kept pinning motherfuckers with team with Kenny Omega, I'm okay with that. But don't give me this other stuff about like it's the character and, and like it's you know. And I'm like, what character? He's a dick to his friends and he's jealous of his friends for no reason. Look. People I, love him. I, I, I didn't like, say they didn't. I, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to. I'm just pointing out that it doesn't. It never didn't make that much sense. It wasn't like some. Like he's the easy. He's the, like he's, he's the easy one to. He's the easy one to like if you don't like quote unquote the elite. Hangman seems to be the one that you latch yourself onto, and there's a lot of those out there. Yeah, you know so, what? that's true. I just like. I don't have these. I don't have these hangups with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They've apparently allowed us to do. It's like this is weird. People, people just have like, okay, so Cody goes out here and does his cosplay as '80s matches. Hangman is doing, you know, like the quite frankly, the second best Austin impersonation in AEW. <laughs> in in uh. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega just go out here and just, you know, have their matches, but like, and they all hang out together and all EVPs, well, except for Hangman, they're all EVPs, they all sit on the same means, they're all part of selling the same merchandise, they're all for the same company. I don't know how you hate these three motherfuckers, but like, love everybody adjacent to them. This is the dumbest sounding shit I've ever heard of. I know. I know. I know. Seek Um. help. Like y'all gotta let that go, man. Like you know, like them, them, look, them toys are sold out. Them shirts they've been selling for years. Yeah. The company got 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 created. Let it go, man. Yeah. Like like, the, like your life will be better. Like you talking about they need to let it go. I'm like, what even made them pick it up? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> what what did they do to you? Show me what they touched you on the bear, bro. Y'all real mad they ain't, they ain't uh, come show up at the Royal Rumble, I guess. Like, I, I, like, if you don't like them, uh, because, like, you know, they're, well, like, okay, they're, some of them may be MAGA or are MAGA, like, okay, I get that. But, like, this ain't where that's coming from. At this all. This ain't where that's coming from. It's not. Because yeah. the same motherfuckers will go out there and praise MAGA-ass Jericho, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Cody is, look, Cody's more MAGA than all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a quite an interesting situation. Yeah. Um, but one day, maybe they'll be honest and tell us what really bothers them about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I would love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't have anything else, um, uh, besides that, uh, an awesome weekend overall of wrestling and, yeah. um, 
you know, oh, I well, check out my um my series, I guess, uh, that I got going on on YouTube, um, deconstructing uh, family music life. My album that is available on iTunes and anywhere you are streaming music, you can just type it in, and I'll be right there. Yeah, um, I listened to the deconstruction of the the um. Uh, what's it? Uh, All time greatest or whatever? No, no, no. I want the props. I want the props. That's right. I want the props. I don't know why I confuse all time greatest, but yeah, I was like, thank you for not like throwing that drop that I did and mentioning talk about that. I'm glad you left that shit alone. I'm glad. I appreciate you <laughs> doing that. Like, yeah, we were doing this podcast and James went off some think some thing about defying rap, and then like we cut off the podcast, and then I put a mic in front of his face and say replicate that. As opposed to just like cutting audio, I, was, I appreciate that. So thank you, because I remember when you actually did a show. I was like, I don't want to really do this, but, I, but my homeboy would put on want to do it. So fuck it. But yeah, nope. uh, appreciate. appreciate had, had to get his alone. Had to get his man on the album. You oh know, my God. You yeah. know, okay. <laughs> you know, get his man on the song. You know, yeah. So It'll exist forever. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's how that name works. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. On Sundays, we have this show, Monday, One Nation Radio. On Thursday, Thursdays. On Tuesdays, we have Keep It a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Roman Wash's shit. On Fridays, we have 8-Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.